This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, hello, and hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. hello. Welcome back. Episode 49 of This Moment's Podcast. I usually do a shout out, but I can't remember this week. And also it's ice cream, it's bare pen. Shout out, Keith. Anyway, I've got two guests. We've got um, 75% of the NATO treaty here. What are you telling me, guys? So we've got Edward and um, Keith. What's good? United Nations, man. United Nations, man. Right. <laughs> so, many of you should know Keith. He goes by the name of Mr. Exposed. Many of you probably have learned Ed by one of his many al- aliases. <laughs> <laughs> man, switch his personalities every year, you know? Yeah. You've know, you got to keep them on their toes, man. People be looking for It was Jarrell that I was beefing still. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, Amy, Amy. Not Ladies, if Jarrell was moving mad, hit no, me no, up. No. <laughs> we can land that. That was my twin brother, man. It's a class action. A class action suit. You want to to stay like this? Apologies if you hear the occasional ice cream scoop from between me and Keith, but <laughs> we have to live a Sunday. I love getting my calories in. It's <laughs> actually true for about. I'm not getting my calories. I'm just getting a fat pit. I can't lie. But anyway, so many of you joined my previous man to man with um, Anton, aka, AKA Fred. This is going to be the part two of it. AKA Fridge. Yeah, no, no, it's a long story. We call him Fred. <laughs> yeah, it's a long story. But, um, so with Ed and Keith, so we're going to talk a lot of things. We're going to talk, discuss uh, mental health with men, especially in the black community. We're going to talk about, okay, Ed, your father, we can talk about that. Keith, your father, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so. A fair play. <laughs> okay, so. No comment. <laughs> so, um, we'll start off with, um, um, Keith. So. Tell me about yourself. Let me drop into a few words. Yeah, lie about yourself. <laughs> so, so um, you have a very, very successful podcast. Three shots of tequila. Check that out. I'm sure all of you listen to it. If you don't get it, something light. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. And tell me, like, what do you like? What you describe your journey as a human being? I use the word human being very loosely when it comes to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually been crazy, man. Because obviously, you might have had first-hand experience of most of the journey, essentially. Mm. But it's one of those things that's kind of started very differently. I spent a lot of years doing things I shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But over... No, that's more than a bus though. No, that's the truth. You know Not me. me. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I knew I'm going to edit this out, so... <laughs> 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 okay, talk crying like that, not edit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the community must have, you know, clipped that out. Oh, but yeah, man, it's been... I guess my journey's been very interesting... I mean, now, I don't, you know, whenever someone asks me, you know what I mean, what, what do you do? It's always, it's one of those weird questions where like, do I say too much or do I say too little? Mm. Because yeah. you, you see what I'm saying? Like, I, say, I always say, say what you're comfortable with, like. You doesn't doesn't offend to listen to Yeah. That's on the other still. No, if you don't just say, um, so you speak at a lot of universities, a lot of places. Yeah, I've gotten to a point in my life now where I think my main, my main job essentially is I speak for a living Mm. I think that's what I've been working on essentially Um, when I set my life up I think 
the one thing that I told myself is I want to get paid to be myself essentially mm. so I've spent the last couple of years more or less cultivating it mm. essentially and I've gotten to a point now where most of my income comes from being me essentially I speak for a living and I mean writing my books um, doing events and stuff like that so everything I do is kind of in line with who I am essentially so I don't really deviate Mm. from what makes me comfortable so literally mm. when I wake up every morning it's, it's just me mm. I go out there I speak um, I started a marketing business digital marketing business not too long ago so that been working on that as well but yeah it's been a very very interesting journey as well so what you're saying, like you went off to Australia for how long was you in Australia for? Um, yeah just over a year actually. so I think I think that period really changed you no you, definitely because you came back on a whole different okay I'll, I'll say okay a 75% different type of vibe uh, even that you're being generous <laughs> <laughs> like, but like um, I've always I've always had it I was very intelligent but like I felt like people got to see your more intelligent side a lot more and then you're less of a pagan it was an it was an interesting experience essentially because I've moved to Australia and, and everything was different when I got there so it was a culture shock so when I got out to Australia I've come from an area where where we live is very you know it's very nice cars mm. outside crappy houses so mm. I've got into this area it's a really really nice area and everyone has shit cars <laughs> like, no, no trust me bro I'm looking at these people like kind of life where you people live in bro but where's your German beat bro one of these cars look like a snapback so like, <laughs> like, what kind of vehicle is this it just didn't make sense to me I've moved into this nah these people got it all wrong and as I you know as time went on so when I realised that all of these houses are paid for Mm. and when you know summertime comes and stuff like that and the massive boats come out mm. and that's when I realised because we're so used to seeing nice cars outside of shitty houses that's what we became used to yeah. so when I went out there literally I unlearned everything mm. I knew from this environment and you know I kind of took on new habits I started to see things differently you know, I used to go to different places when I was out there and just see things different so when I came back here it was like cool I know a lot more than I did before and you know I know stuff that people don't certain people don't know so it kind of gave me that advantage essentially and when I came back I was like cool this is how I want to live this is what I want to do I set myself goals I set myself targets and stuff like that and I just blitzed through them I remember one of my main goals when I came back I was like I want to be a household name essentially I was like I want this amount of people to know me and I was like I'll do this in two years that's my goal I have two years to do this nine months I was on TV with my documentary yeah when I got back from Australia being on TV like those are my goals you know, leave banged it around <laughs> yeah. so I was out there you know witness protection <laughs> yeah but that was my goal so I came back and I had a list of goals and from when we I we can still catch that on um, iPlayer I swear nah they yeah. took it they because they, basically they have it on iPlayer for a certain it's amount of time. time mine was there for time because mine yeah, did it was six months yeah and then they built BBC3 and then it came onto yeah, BBC1 after so I'm trying to think there's any way we could find it yeah so I got hopefully some bootleg it's on YouTube bro there's, there, there's, there's a bootleg, bootleg link, you know what I mean, that someone posted on one of these websites. I think, you know, I can't give it to anyone, you see what I mean, because you know, I say you get sued, but it's out there somewhere. Mm. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you go and search it, you may find <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying you should. Well, you may find it. Alright, cool. So, um, Ed, you tell me, Yo. my guy. So, describe your journey from, okay, I've known you since I was like 16, 17. Longer than that, like, well, we were playing ball in the park, yeah, yeah, yeah playing ball in the park with my lap ones, Sean, Chris, that man, big yeah. up, Timber. Basically, my, my journey is man, just here. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Man's out here, you get me? No, I'm joking, man. But, um, Mixtape's coming out. <laughs> 47 tracks of straight fire. February 31st. <laughs> but, um, nah, jokes aside, like, um, yeah, it's been crazy. Like, I've, things have changed since I first met you. I mean, yeah. young, still in college. I was so um, cracked back then. I still are, bro. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, 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 when I was at six form, I just wanted to make peace, I can't lie. It was, I had the <laughs> mentality, you know, when coming out of an African home, it was be an accountant, be yeah, a I doctor, think, yeah, I was, I was, be I was, a lawyer. I was an investment banker too. I was an banker, that kind of yeah, thing. So yeah. I was like, all right, cool, this is, this is, I've got a couple of cousins that do it. I've got some cousins in that kind of industry. So this is what I'm kind of trying to do. Um, but then I think about what I actually studied. Like I think I did chemistry. <laughs> I, mean, I, did chemistry. I, did, I did maths for AS. Actually, no, I did A-level. I did chemistry, yeah. I want to be a banker. Let me do chemistry. No, I did chemistry, <laughs> maths, government and politics and business. I mean, in, in my head, it was it made sense. Like, the maths and the business and stuff, I thought, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And then I kind of did my A-levels at the time. I didn't really care. Like, mm. I wasn't ever somebody that really cared hugely about university and all of those things. It was kind of more to do, to prove a point to mm. a lot of teachers and stuff that, yeah, and I guess to my parents that thought I wouldn't do it because I was sleeping all day and doing absolutely nothing with my life. But... <laughs> <laughs> I made it eventually, um, went to uni, dust around in uni for a bit, as you do at uni, but we came out of it. And I think for me, the biggest changing point was in my final year when I found out I was having my first kid. And I think for me, that kind of changed everything. I'll never forget that day, you know. It's crazy, you didn't even believe me. I yeah, I didn't yeah, believe you, like, bro. When you text me, I was like, oh, it's falling again. But, like, yeah, it is what it is. And I think for me... And I came over to his house, I was like, oh, so what's good, yeah? And I see man's like, it's bare quiet and dark. Like, dark, it's real. And I was like, oh... <laughs> What for real? Because obviously, man, always man's always texting me jazz. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nah, 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 nah. That, that time. Was, was... Like, oh wow, like Ed's actually got a girl pregnant. Oh well, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> man's been out here rapping BBK for a few years still. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So like, I'm, I remember like when your when um my goddaughter actually. I'm that's how I'm gonna address her. Yes. My goddaughter. This is my podcast. <laughs> so when my goddaughter um, arrived. That kind of changed things for you, man. Yeah, hugely. I mean, obviously, coming out of uni, then a lot of people. Part of the team no more. It's maybe different. Had <laughs> to, man. I'm gonna cut that on some 24 hour lockdown, by you know, the federal agency. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, about but, what, yeah some, I remember somewhere, yeah, usually somewhere, like, we used to live life. Nah, 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 nah. Now, you know what? Even that, that wasn't even because of it. I think because I found out just before I left uni, so that was the beginning of the summer. No, this is the next summer. Yeah, the next summer. summer. You were MIA. I was MIA for years, man. Yeah, you were. But I think like a lot of people came out of uni and you had that kind of mentality, oh, I'm out of uni now, I can chill for a year, go travel and do whatever. Mm. And in my situation, I couldn't do that. Mm, yeah. Um, I remember I was lucky, I started working at the Olympics for like, I was doing mad hours. Like I remember doing a 24 hour shift. 100 hour shift, like 100 hours a week and stuff I was working because my pride, I didn't want no one to say that I owed them anything for. Mm. You know, my kids, or they had to pay for it. I remember that time you did a 24 hour shift, yeah. yeah and you're outside, yeah. Time. And it was cold and cold raining. And so, yeah. yeah, I was in that. I remember that. Thing. I used to remember when I used to talk to him, bro. Man, I was talking about it's cold. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, bro, man, it's cold. 
I can't stand for you. I was like, oh, boy, man, I was like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get me. I'm talking to them fingers like about three o'clock in the morning, my battery was dying. I'm there outside. I couldn't sleep. My car was got a BBM anymore. Couldn't BBM, couldn't turn nothing. And so I was there, and I think the change of point for me was after doing all of that, and then I went into mama's and papa's, and I remember thinking in my head, I need to get a push chair. That day was the fun. Yeah, like, you know, two bills, whatever. So I'm getting in there. This guy's like, all right, this one here is 500 and something. So I'm like, all right, cool. So he's like, yeah, that's for the frame. I was like, what else do I need? Like, you need the foot mouth, you need the carry cart. You need the, the clips, you need this, that, and the other. In the end, it came up to about over a grand. I remember when you, when you showed me the, uh, the receipt, yeah. Listen. I was like, bro, after all those nights, I was sat outside and put my card in and all of it went. At the time, it actually cost more than the car that I was driving. This is the funniest part. Baby, it was in that, that M Sport. Yeah, M-Sport like M Sport buggy. Like, like, sometimes I thought, you know, we should switch up for the weekend. <laughs> when, I saw, when I saw prices of some of these buggies, because one of our friends, he bought one for his son the other day, yeah. I was like, bro, you might have to just sit in this. Yeah. yeah like, just, you know what I mean? Out of principle, because yeah. you paid all of this money. money. And it's. You, there's, there's not really anything I could do about it. And I, I guess because it was my first daughter, my first child, it was something that I thought, right, you know what, I'm going to do this properly. And um, I guess that kind of translated into the rest of my career and how my career has panned out because it kind of forced me to get a lot more serious than what I am. So Everyone that knows me knows I'm always I'm always a comedian. Like I'm always being stupid. But for me, it was that was the time. Man said I, being stupid, or maybe you just are stupid. It's all for interpretation. So, in your career, you work in the you work in the city, mm. um, doing what exactly? You could give as much or as little information as possible. Um, so, at the moment, I am currently I'm a financial systems analyst slash project manager, working in various projects, um, a lot of implementation stuff, um, a bit of it kind of it straddles finance and IT. So, it's mm. a bit of accounting, bit of IT stuff. Um, just kind of, it's not nothing interesting. Been like for what, it's gonna be the fifth or sixth year. No, less than that, man. I started. I started. No, career, no. 2000, 2013 was the first year that I started. In, no, you no, started. no. In you, fact, because no. I started in August twenty thirteen, and you've been working for a minute before. Yeah, no, no. Because I moved back from Leicester January twenty thirteen, and See, even that, I wasn't doing systems. I was doing just general kind of AOP and. I mean, like, when did you start working like in professionally? Yeah. No, professionally. Oh yeah, no, it was January 2013. Okay, so so this is your fifth year working. Yeah, it's my fifth year working professionally, but in the actual career that I'm doing now, it's mm. probably been about just over three and a bit. Yeah, you you made some mad moves. So it was just kind of for me. It was I was hungry because I said, look, when I when I saw the cost of childcare and the rest of that, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to make this. You know, day when Ed dropped a group chat and goes, oh, um, childcare has gone up by six bills. I was like, what do you mean it's gone up by six <laughs> bills? I thought it was six bills. When it was oh, there. It's, it's, it's I was like, I'd have a child for like a minute because. So, Oh, you know, ain't cheap, bro. I'm not even gonna lie, six bills, bro. That's a 14 plate range. Top spec and everything, man. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so I think that's kind of where I am now. Like, I've just been working, my money's getting to them, really. Bro. Put an extra bill on it and get the one with the fridge in it. It's, but it's for me it's an investment because once they turn 21 and they're working I'm basically putting my own tax on, on yeah, 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 yeah. so that ROI bro man's looking at you, know, you know, that's, that's the maddest trade I've ever seen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no because once once you start making money your parents like finesse you so example like I, I I set up a family group chat because I can't always speak on the phone to my parents all the yeah. time innit? but still my mum doesn't care she still wants me to call her very often mm-hmm. which I probably should but it's what it is so I'll bear in mind, I've been speaking to family group chat like most days. So mum's like, I haven't spoken to mum for like two weeks and I've been with my dad, which is quite bad, mm. I must admit. 
So she, she called me to stick it on me and lock off the phone. I was like, right, <laughs> So I called my dad. My dad's like, oh, glory be to God, how are you? Da, 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 da. So I called my mum. My mum's like, okay, cool. Basically, yeah, to compensate for you being, <laughs> you're going to have to send me money so I can spend yeah, it duty free. So like, I was like, what? Nah. So, spending duty free, though, don't yeah. you have to pay me? <laughs> no, yeah, it's not to give my money to cash out on duty free. I'm just going to buy like, another perfume. It's just part of parcel of being a, being, being an adult now, paying like your parents. Yeah, so, so, um, in terms of, okay, so now both of you are, I believe, are quite successful um, young men. Mm-hmm. How was, how was your upbringing in terms of like, your, well, we're both African, um, well, both the three of us, we're all, we're all African men. We grew up in, you You used to live up north for a bit, innit? Yeah, when I was younger, but mm. I think most of my- Life has been in- 15, 16, from 15 or 16, I've been in it, so yeah, yeah. maybe the so, last yeah, so like, 15 years. So how, do you believe, describe the pressures of growing up as a young male in the type of environments that we've grown up in, and especially on your mental side? It's <clears> tough, bro, because for me, I moved, I had to adapt very quickly to my environment. So first and foremost, I had moved to the country, you know, a few years before, so I have to deal with being a freshie. <laughs> that's what it is for me. That's one of the hardest things. I've moved yeah. here, you know, I now have to deal with the fact that I have an accent. I have this. These are all these are things I didn't know. From where I came from, because where I came from, you were this isn't a thing. Is, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like everyone else. I've now moved to a new environment where people keep reminding me how different I am. So I was out there, you know what I mean, struggling to adapt. And I went to live in Middlesbrough initially. So it's literally of like, all I'm, of all, yeah, it's literally <laughs> so this environment. I'm trying to adapt to an environment that's really not good for me. Yeah. Our family, like with my aunties and, and my brother and stuff, we were some of the first black people that moved there. Yeah. So this environment is mad different. Mm. You know when you're like, I've come from Zimbabwe, bro, and I'm living in Middlesbrough. This is, that's when you talk about culture shock, yeah. bro, it's like, it was different. That's cool, I'm adapting, I'm adapting, and I never really fit in, but I adapted enough. Mm, yeah. Boom, a few, two, three years later, moving back to London now. So back to square one. Back to square so one, one. Mm-hmm. you see what I mean? And it's a whole, you know, the environment is totally different, so yeah. I now have to adapt again. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So you come, you come as an outsider, when you come to certain ends, yeah, as a man, I'm not sure it's for women, but as a guy, your actual physical safety is at risk. If yes, you don't yeah. adapt properly. Probably this is what people do. Like the first time somebody tries you, how you react is very, very, very important, important because it sets, that determines how things go because from this day. Because if a man starts tap dancing on your neck here, everyone's doing become a victim for- Yeah, then you, it's like direct debit. Every day somebody's coming to, to tap dance on you. So it's very, what about, um, what about you, Ed? Um, um, I think for me it was, probably a little bit easier than Keith in terms of I didn't have to come here and adapt to anything else but in itself it had its own challenges when you're in an area for so long and you know a lot of people in your area and then you kind of got that battle between doing what your parents want you to do and then being tempted and lured by other mm. other things or for example like you're growing up and you're seeing people doing better and I use the term loosely but obviously you know doing a lot better and Having the, the things that you want and mm. all of that kind of stuff. So describe those things. So we're talking, we're talking like I'm talking like cars, mm. and I mean when you're younger, it's different. It's things like you know, crep, yeah, and yeah, clothes and whatever. As you get older, it turns into like cars and whatnot. But then once you realise yeah. how those things are mm. being achieved, and mm. then you know that you can easily get involved in these things, mm. which you, it, I, I did. I strayed into one or two bits and pieces until you know when. Mm. When the banks are sending letters to your house and stuff. Can we talk about, can we talk about our story? <laughs> what was, was it political? Listen, that was Pete, man. Cause my dad's got the same name as me. And um, so I'm coming back from school now. You know, I've already planned with the Range Rover that I'm going to buy the next day. But man, I'm only, I haven't even thought about insurance. Man. What was it, 18 or 17 or something in college? I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, I'm rolling into this dealership tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 
Bro, listen, I got home. My dad said, ah, oh, you got a letter today. But I opened it, I thought it was mine. Because it's on the table. He sat there, he was acting calm. Went there, I looked at it. It was from Santander Fraud Squad. They had the checks copied and pinned to the paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so, so, so he's like, what's this? I was like, I don't even, I don't know. He goes, listen, your mum's not home yet, yeah? So explain to me what happened. Let's sort it out so I know what to say to your mum. Yeah, your dad's always on your side. Yeah, he's cool like that. So I mean, in the end, long story short, I'm still here. So we were able to get to the bottom of it and we got around it. But I mean, it's little things like that. That's where the struggle comes from. Man said little things like, man, man, the biggest move. Man thought he could slap 70 stacks in his account, age 18. Man, I was getting five pounds in his account on a daily. All of a sudden, man, I put 70 racks. The one that saved me is, yeah, me, I'm not going to lie, I tried to bump the move in it. So I thought, let me go into the bank to try and get the piece. Test it out first. So I went in and I had money that I had in my account. So I've gone in there and be like, yo, can I withdraw? I think it was like a couple hundred, which I had in there already. So I've gone in and I've tried to do it, and the woman's bare taking her time. She's like, oh yeah, um, hold on, wait a second. So I'm thinking, Lord, I'm there shuffling, shuffling, shuffling. I thought, you know what, let me come moonwalking. I was like, I've got to go actually. My bus is coming. Disappeared out, and this is before they sent the letter. Mm. So when I went into the bank and all the rest of it, basically, I had to basically blag and say, you know what, wow, I didn't know anything about the money that went in. It had nothing to do with me. Obviously, I went into the bank to withdraw money. This was money that I had in my account. I didn't check my balance. Don't know anything about it. I'd like to cancel my card, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what any of this has to do with me. Evidently, there's some stolen identity here or some stuff. There's some identity for um, going on here. Yeah, I had to, they made me sign some declaration thing that they scared and then they opened a new account. They see something, the money and whatnot. So yeah, I was back to being broke again. Back <laughs> 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 to being broke again. You didn't have no peas, bro. Technically, technically, it was well. Oh my god, busted them escrow million. Listen, I was making bad problems. I know it's, I know it's. I'll go there next week. I'm not. The only peas drop. Man, I was thinking, man, I will do jump shots at the bar. Where did we used to go back in the days? Was it in Muswell Hill? Was it called the Hill? Yeah, I mean, there was times when the little moves worked, and then I went to Muswell Hill. I was living my life. Like my birth, nineteenth birthday, I was living. But, you know, it was, there was, there was those times and that was the fun part. And that's, I think for most people, and especially now it's even worse because back then social media wasn't really popular. You had Facebook, MySpace. Facebook really came like. And even that was late, maybe a bit later on. Um, So you had like MySpace and stuff and it wasn't really, people weren't on there to show off like that. Mm. so the pressure wasn't as bad as outside outside of my direct area and the mm. people that I saw and you know maybe people in college and whatnot. Um so yeah I could say that was a challenge now it would be a million times worse because even sometimes at your age now at my age now there is pressure sometimes and you feel that raw at my age I'm seeing men that are pushing big you know Range Rovers and, and you know that's where you need to be and mm-hmm. that's in the reality, when when if I, for example, was told somebody what my salary is, they'll think, yeah, you're in that category. Like you should be pushing these whips. Mm. But that's not the reality. When you've got kids and you've got mm. other things to pay for, and you realise that, well, life is expensive. Every letter that comes from my door, not one of them is offering me peace. Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> Every single one. We'll of them talk. Will come to oh, take yeah, something. I don't open letters, bro. Like when I see these letters, it's like, like <laughs> nothing nice in there. Nothing is nice. I realised the other day, yeah, that I don't think I could actually leave my house and not spend money. It's hard. It's mad. It's the ridiculous how expensive everything is and it seems like sometimes it might be £10 here £10 there and then it's like a it's random a snowball. It's just ad hoc cost will come out of nowhere it's like oh you know I've had to get rid of free bills here and yeah you know um, them, them expenses that jump out of the woodworks how about um, 
so basically with the tap of the, the tap in my kitchen or whatever, you know, the bare mm. fancy things were there and I don't know nothing about certain things. Mm. The tap is banging. Yeah. <laughs> the tap was acting up or whatever, you know, was in the process of kind of fixing it, it's just annoying, mm. bare water coming out. I found out the tap was full bags. Mm. Bro, you know when you're sitting there thinking, you what now? Listen, what, what is not that deep? Bro, the tap's four stacks, you know. All I'm saying is, it works now. Bro, cool. I b- pulled up my inner plumber, bro, because I was looking at how much it was going to cost. That's a YouTube go plumbing. Do you know, what, yeah, what? I'm pretty sure that a plumbing course is less than four bags. Bro, 100%. Bro, I, I would have actually gone to sit down for six months in an intensive plumbing course and jump like six months bro, up, you know. I plumbed the hole into the, into the stratosphere. Bro. <laughs> I was like, I am not, bro. Plumber of the year in that. Bro, yeah. I am plumbing, because I was sitting there thinking, when they're mad expenses jump out of the woodworks, it's just like, wow. Happened to me. My one is it's not obviously as deep as that year, but I love my iPad. My iPad's like my iPad's my baby in it. So usually when I go to shower, yeah, this was in my old place, yeah. I'm such a dumbass. Yeah. I put it on top of a medicine cabinet. I put a top, have my tunes, do a little diddy bop. Young twenty three official in the shower. <laughs> yeah, whip it, whip it again. Just enjoy myself in it. One time, yeah, I just sort of slide down. Slide, bounce off the sink, drops. Oh, so it's yeah. like a slow motion. Oh, so I thought, okay, let, let me finish. Into, it's too far to grab it. Let me just finish my bathing and just go sit down. Mad peak. The next day, the, the next day, I go to my mum's yard because she's got knives, and my sister's got knives, and my dad's got knives, and my other brother, my middle brother, he's at uni, so I'm looking after my youngest one, innit? Well, not really, I say looking after him, you see. I'm just being there, just making sure that he's bringing beanies back to the yard and doing that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So I'm drinking tea, in my mom, so I'm sleeping in my mum's room, I was with Dan, yeah. I'm sleeping in my mum's room, feeling very presidential-ish. I have my tea to the side of my bed, I don't know, and I usually have finished tea. I must have left it half open. Uh, I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, why is the tea cup sideways? Tea's just gone into my iPad. So Did, it wasn't even a drop that killed it, it was the tea? It's a tea cup. You know how much I had to pay? £419. Why did you just buy a new one? You want six hundred nineteen pounds? Oh, yeah, she said that's mad. So if you want to give me the two bills to go buy a brand new one, bro, did you just hear that story that I told you? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that ad hoc costs are mad. Okay, cool. Okay, oh, I want to talk. Okay, so in terms of like mental health within the black community, especially mm. um, black men, I feel like it's something that is so badly slept on the carpet, and something that I've only become aware of in the last few years. So I'm not become pretend that man's always been, you know. Um, aware. Savvy, yeah. Yeah. So, um, give me much detail or little details as you you guys like. Explain any issues that you may have had, and where what place took you, what the support network around you was, and how that how that matches up for like us in general. Um, you can go first, um, Keith. Mental health is it's an interesting topic because again it goes back to being younger, experiencing things you probably didn't understand, and given our background with our parents and stuff like that, they come from. I guess well a lot of our parents are you know I mean first generation to move here mm. so a lot of them still kind of hold the values and the lessons they learned from home so it was one of those things where they deal with things like this differently so a lot of us didn't really have any education in terms of mental health and stuff and when I started learning about mental health and stuff you know when you get that new knowledge you know and people are like African parents are like this mm. like this they don't understand they don't listen or they don't take into consideration yeah. your feelings and then you know when you kind of take a step back to to fully take in yep. what's going on. I was like, first and foremost, these people, a lot of our parents moved here, you know, well past their 30s. So this is a person that grew up in a place Very, 30 years. Yeah, entre- the, all the, the mentality is entrenched in them. In, you know what I mean? You can't, you know, you can't move over here and unlearn 30 years of, of life. 
that quickly, yeah. And this is it. So for them, they've come, they live, so they're in a new environment. Mm. They're now raising children in a place where you have values from back home that are now clashing with things that happen over here and mm. stuff like that. So you do have all of these support systems mm. for mental health and stuff like that, but it's still something you don't fully understand yourself. So how do you teach that to your kids? Mm. So as you can tell with a lot of us, we started getting this information very late, mm. essentially, and that's what happened. Because trust me, like when I used to read this up, it was just like, yeah, this is bad, this is bad. But then as I started to get more knowledge, you kind of start to understand where the situation is. It's kind of like when, you know, when people talk about African parents aren't very supportive when it comes to dreams and goals. Mm. With me kind of working on my career, I would say my dad wasn't really, he just didn't understand mm. what I wanted to do. And for a very long time, I used to sit there and I used to think to myself, my dad just doesn't, you know, like this person just doesn't care. He doesn't, mm. care. He doesn't. And then I took a step back and I was like, Imagine you're working 60 to 80 hours a week and your son's coming to tell you that, yeah, I just want to do media and stuff like little things like where you don't understand you're like, there's nothing in your life this whole time that you've done. Yeah, it's not like, and you know what I mean? Like, I'm working 80 hours a week to support all this. And you know, and you want to come and tell me you're doing this random, you know what I mean? So, but at the time I was thinking, what, you don't want to support what I'm doing. Mm. And you know, and for me, I was one of those people that was always changing what I do. And the thing is, who then has to support me when it goes wrong? My dad. But for me, all I used to look at it is, and, for, and it's the same for a lot of people. This person's not supportive. Like, bro, your parents are working 60 to 80 hours a week for you to tell them that you want to do dance with movies. <laughs> that's that's going to work for you. <laughs> dance with movies. And, like, and this is true, but like, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But then you then go and tell someone, you know what I mean? Think yeah. about it. Imagine your dad's coming home tired as hell. You know what I mean? Like, he's done two shifts in one mm. day and you're telling him, you know, I'm going to do skipping professionally. Yeah. You see what I mean? And I'm going to start in from the depths of Accra. <laughs> yeah, and my thing is, maybe, but my part-time course. But the thing is, and the thing is, when we do, oh, when man. we work on things like that, let's say you have a, you know what I mean, you yeah. know exactly what you want to be in life and stuff like that, and you tell it to someone else, yeah. like your parents, and they don't get it, and we get mad, I'm like, look at it this way. You've probably been thinking about this for the last two, three years. You know this from a different angle. You know why you want to do this. Mm. You've told your mom, this is the first time she's heard it. She doesn't understand any of this. And you think she's just going to process this. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Just go out there, you know what I mean? Play Penny up the wall professionally. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But I'm like, that's what you want to do. And you've done the research and you've seen, you know this from an angle that they don't know it from. So you have more information than they do. But that's one of the few things people didn't take on board. It's like, why won't this person support me? Or African parents don't listen. Or they're like this. I'm like, these people are grinding and grafting. Mm. Where they come from, they don't have any of this. Where they come from, it was like, if you don't work, you don't eat, you don't think. So you, you see what I'm saying? So for them, it's like, what are you telling me here? And even with that though, outside of even the culture, just the age. Yeah. Because you got to remember, we're in a new age where yeah. things like technology, there are people making millions of putting videos on YouTube. Mm. So if somebody grew up and said, all right, you know what? This is my aspiration. This is how I'm going to make money. Like, not say that yours is the same, but for example, if somebody 20 years ago said, you're going to be able to monetize a podcast and become a huge influential person with things like a podcast or a YouTube channel or anything like that, People have thought this guy's crazy. What are you talking about? It's the truth. But so even you've got people, are, even, even people are jokes. I know right. people. Some moist of people at college within media. This is what I'm saying. So where am I trying to explain that to somebody bro, where they didn't have the internet? Yeah. People used to call, especially with like people like me, you know, who kind of built their brand off the back of social media. I was, you know, what I mean, Instagram guys or Twitter guys or okay, Twitter yeah. for a very long time when I was doing like. I fit into that category and it was not a good category mm. to be in because people used to rubbish mm. in that group. Yeah, now I make money off marketing on social media. You know, make money teaching businesses how to use social media. Money's a throwing money 
companies are throwing money at people to learn to your, learn how for to the do things it. that people used or to, to manage their social media to do all this. Something that you do in your sleep. You see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. again, you know, this is because people didn't understand the vision. Even with yeah. my parents, with my dad. You know, someone's telling you to get a real job, yeah. and you're telling them like, "I'm saying, saying your job is counterfeit." You know, yeah. No, this is it. Your job, I job. But now, where I am now, I can understand how ludicrous it sounds to someone that doesn't know how social media works and stuff. You're telling this person that this and this is the plan. That the fuck does that mean? You know, when your parents are looking at you like, you see, I mean, even regular people, because for them it doesn't make sense. For me, I've done the research. I knew exactly where I was going. I knew that I just had to put the foundation down, do the leg work and wait for it to pay off. It's just literally the space from putting the work into something happening. That space in between Sometimes is that space will mad. Be long as well. Bro, it's people hard. don't understand. That space is mad. You might know how broke man was a lot of time. You know what I mean? Certain times I'll be calling Ed, yo, let me hold, you know, this, let me hold that, let me because people didn't it's understand life, that. Life. Bro, the grind was mad. My dad didn't take my is seriously, bro. So man, you know, I'm moving out. <laughs> to where? Uh, you know, I'm just like, get out of here. You know, when I was oh, just talking again, you know, it's what it was like, yeah, yeah, I was good, you know. And then he'd see my house, and you're like, huh? What did he say, house? Exactly, for him. I was asking now he wants tips. So, you see this social media thing, man? So, now when I do. I ain't gonna use that. When I do stuff for my family, when I can do this, I'm doing ABCD. Now it makes sense because they can see. But for a long time, I just felt mad mad about how it played out. Exactly. Now, you know what I mean? But now you understand because I was like, if my kid kid came up to me and he's like, I want to be a fairy and I just want to learn how to fly, I want to, you know what I mean, win. I don't get it, but he probably knows something I don't. So, not to say it will pan out. I want it, like, here, my thing is. That if you're gonna do that, like, I assume that eventually my children could possibly grow up and say the same thing. I just want to hear plans. Yeah. Don't just give me a pipe dream. Yep. Explain to me, right? This is how I plan to do it. This is what I need to do. And if you're coming to me with some sort of plan, like even when I talk to young, like if I talk to your younger brothers, for example, mm. and they say they want to do something, I always want to hear. Or my younger brother, mm. show me how you're going to do it. Mm. If it's something that seems viable because you actually have a plan, mm. then cool. At that point, you've got a plan. But sometimes some people don't even have a plan yet. It's just an initial stages. So yeah, but that's the thing. If, if it, you, that, you, you, need to have, you have to have a goal. Because yeah. some people just have a wish. Yeah. There's, a very, there's a very big difference. I wish to be a millionaire by doing whatever. All right, cool. How? <laughs> by doing what? So at the point when you start coming to me and being able to explain, lay foundations and then cool mm. we can take that and I think obviously for us the difficulty is when you're trying to explain that to somebody and these even the stages and the plans seem so foreign mm. it's almost impossible for them to get their head around okay speaking of your relationship parents so mm. I've known you both on a personal level and things haven't always been fantastic for you guys no, not at all. Um, explain in as much detail or as little detail whatever you feel comfortable with um, how it's like when being Especially as a man, you know, like obviously our parents yeah. have different expectations mm-hmm. us between our sisters and the man. So, what a lot of things happen to us, all three of us, on an emotional level. Yeah. How was it in terms of support network from your parents and even from your friends? It's like mm-hmm. just, just, just yeah, say what you, you feel comfortable saying. I think for me, um, I was obviously the oldest. Mm. First of all, not only the oldest, I was the oldest boy, mm. and so there was always. I remember the, the phrase that sticks in my mind: "You're the leader of the, you're the train driver." wherever the train goes at the front is where the rest of them will follow mm. and so that in itself was a lot of pressure yeah I'm thinking right hold on wait a second if i go wrong for example now i can explain to my brother yo listen i tried to do this this doesn't work stay clear of that mm. you know try this way whereas i didn't really have that so mm. i was kind of pioneering my own way mm. and although i had my dad there and my mom there 
they again were from a different era. They've come to this country. So they can only lead you so far. They can only lead me mm. so far. The the struggles and the things that I had to deal with growing up, they didn't new. have to deal with. Mm. They're new to them and mm. they're new to me. Mm. So I'm in essence having to do this by myself. Mm. And when you've got that and you've got the pressure of the younger pe- um, younger brothers and sisters behind you and you're doing stuff wrong, they're getting on to me for like, bro, how can you do this when you know you've got brothers and sisters, look at what you're doing, mm-hmm. look at this, that, and the other. I'm like, but hold on, I don't have no one to show me this is this is the way to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I may have older cousins or whatnot, but even then, if you speak to them, some of the foolishness that they did when they were younger, you know, they couldn't guide me. I'm not close enough to them for them to come and guide me. Because of the African culture as well, you know how people are very scared to put their mouth in other people's business? Yeah. So I may have cousins that will try and guide, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I can't really say too much because it will seem like I'm telling <coughs> X and Y, auntie how kids. to raise their kids, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Mm. And so there wasn't much guidance in, in that regard. And I mean, growing older, obviously, there's been issues back and forth with my parents. I mean, we, my dad, first of all, being a, a growing up mm. thinking I'm a man, my dad was also a man. You know, I thought I was a man until he banged me in the chest so hard that <laughs> like, I swear my soul. <laughs> 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 Just, you know, he knocked me back a couple of pegs. I humbled myself for a couple. My man turned him into a crispy creamy, and I punched a hole through his chest. Nah, listen, I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure you can see an imprint on my back because <laughs> the way he licked me, uh, bro. I said, okay, you know what? It's true. I'm not ready. Really, like, <laughs> time out. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I ain't ready for this man. Like, oh no, I wasn't ready. <laughs> but um. Like, so I mean, after that, and I think, you know what, as crazy as that sounds, I think that was one of the turning points in the relationship with my dad. Mm. Um, We didn't speak for a long time, almost a year. Um, I was just out and about. I stayed at cousins' houses, and this was when I was, I think I was about 16, 17. Mm. Stayed at my cousins' houses and bits and pieces like that until eventually we squashed it, came back. And even when I came to the house, I wasn't talking to him. Like, we'll be there, Mm. and we ignored each other. Like, we didn't see each other. Um, But once we talked it out and squashed everything it was one of the greatest things because it changed our relationship from being like this lofty dad and a son mm. to being two men almost mm. where we could talk on a more level and if mm. I actually had certain concerns or certain worries I could go to him and mm. talk to him I never really had that with my mum and that continued down the line so mm. I guess to now where it's only literally now mm. at my age where I'm starting to be able to talk to my mum a little bit more about alright you know what these are, this is what's going on this is what I want to do whatever mm. Um, rather than talk to my dad quite freely mm. but the relationship was always rocky and it was difficult man like I was getting pressure left right and mm. centre to try and do things that I had no idea how to do and to grow up faster than I had to grow up how do you feel um, like obviously I've known like, I, I, I know things but how do you feel like your friends were in that time like and I feel like how do I just how do I put this I know exactly what you mean in terms of I think for us and our friends essentially for a lot of us we all come from similar environments mm. so we don't know how to be so it's, I think now that we're grown we're very supportive of each other in situations that mm. go on because we got into a point where we realised that okay you can talk to the man yeah yeah yeah, think yeah. About it. I think we reached a point where we all started to see that we could talk about certain things. You realise that the men are also going, going through, through the same it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we else. came, yeah, we came from a place where because this wasn't something that's common. Like we don't see, no one's telling you all of these things. So we're all. It's not like we don't want to speak about these things. It's not like the men don't want to support each other. It was just never a thing that was said. You know what I mean? Up until we got to a point where we're like, bro, because now we speak pretty openly about things that go on. We are very free in terms yeah. of this is going on, that's going on. When it comes to speaking about how do you sort stuff like that out? Mm. But before that, it was like. 
it wasn't really a thing. You know, so no one was telling us. Yeah, no one told us that you can speak to the man. And so I feel like there were certain situations where people are like, oh, guys aren't supporting each other, but it's not out of not wanting to. We just didn't know yeah, that, I, that I, was a thing. I hear people say, especially ladies, you don't know, shut up. Yeah, and I was like, people like, don't understand. Uh, on a serious note, if you're not a man, shut up. Don't yeah. I, I, don't, I actually do not want to hear Trust it. me, because there's shut. certain things, yeah, it's like, you it wasn't know. out of not wanting to, or man, don't look up for each other. We've come from an environment where your whole life, everything around you tells you that you suck it up and just powerful from your parents because like, yeah. your environment your environment like because if you show a single ounce of weakness in some of the rounds where we come in the from the ends bro you know you show a single ounce of weakness yeah you're finished you're finished and I'm telling you I've never been involved in any sort of club in it however I never had an older brother I'm the oldest as you said mm. you're like, I was the oldest oh. so when I couldn't allow myself first of all I got a lot of pride anyway yeah. but even the fact that I know that I have to set a precedent so my brother and sister feel safe so one of the most proudest things that I've ever felt as a person is when my brother and sister were like when they're at school like oh yeah people are like, oh you can't touch them that's Ayo's little brother yeah. because because they knew that if you touch them then it's like all types of hands like <laughs> assortment of hands you know what I'm saying because then that but I had to do all the battles of okay cool like if year nine tries to stick on me I have to hold it down for myself you see what I'm saying like and it, and it's mad so that's why I get I get quite annoyed um, on a more personal level I also I know you very well yeah. and. And I, I'm not, I I'm know a man at the back of the hand. I know a man's lying. And I said, <laughs> I said, man's lying. I was like, oh, what, what happened that day? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, damn, what's that? Like, what man saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, cool, but innit? Mm-hmm. But like, when I knew, like, obviously, like, things were great for him, it was mad because I knew, but I was thinking, how, what do I do? Like, how do I approach it? Because Ed's a very, Ed's also like me, he's a very private guy. Yeah. Very, a, very, a very strong personality. So I'm thinking, how do I do this without looking like I'm baby man, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that really, really made that's one thing that pushes people away. away. Because you feel like people, that's the one thing people, when it comes to helping people, there's a difference between coming forward to man, what's going on, and pity. Yes. And that's the one thing as a man, I don't want people to pity me and yeah, you approach real. me on the angle. I close up because I was like, no. Mm, you know what I mean? Nah, I'm, we, yeah. we need a man that's what it was with people. That's what it is with people. What people say, oh, I tried to help, and it was like, it's the approach. The way you approach people determines how the situation goes. Even with situations like this, I always tell people, you don't force yourself into a situation. You create an environment yeah. where someone feels comfortable thinking, you know what, I feel like I can come forward and I can say this to Ed. Yeah, That's yeah. why we're Ed. I can talk about That's what I'm saying. I can talk about certain things to Ed that I can't speak about with certain people because yeah. of the environment that's been created where I feel comfortable and safe enough to speak Correct. about certain things. You see what I mean? And it's not like safe. Yeah, we're safe, yeah. It's, it's important. That's very key because people understand yeah. it. I feel like with men, yeah, because we're so used to kind of the masculine yeah. um characteristics is that we almost forget that we're still human beings, not yeah, robots, yeah, yeah. not built just to go pan bear girls, beat people yeah, up, bros, get big meat, yeah. Like and how we are with our emotional side, because it's not um, immediate like what's the word I'm looking for it's not like it's not like socially acceptable to show vulnerability softness without becoming a meme yeah exactly yeah like your actual vulnerability the things that really worry you on an emotional level are very 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 peak for you yeah. so you have to really trust somebody to disclose the information yeah really and that's why because it, you it's safe yeah. yeah like I think like if, if I go back to where I started so we're talking about mental health issues and things like that so if I go back to when I started to notice certain things which, well, I say notice now in hindsight, but like throughout uni and stuff, people would always joke around and call me hot-headed and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, you've also had the same type of joke and little things like that. And when I start, it was only later on as I started to understand certain things that I was going through and certain things that I was dealing with. And I was like, well, hold on, wait a second. These things aren't actually good qualities. Yeah. These are things that have come from a negative place. 
and these are some of the reasons why we're going through it. Um, but in certain environments, you know, people look at that as a good, a good thing, thing, right? Because he's on stuff, he's on stuff, but it's dead. <laughs> and I think, especially with Keith, like Keith mentioned that we can talk to Keith, and I think more so when you talk about approach, sometimes you don't want someone to come and say, "Yo, what's wrong?" Sometimes yeah. when somebody opens up and goes, "Yo, brother, listen, like things are mad," and then you're like, "Hold on, wait a second, what? You're, you feel that way as well?" Mm. Mm. then we can start talking because it's like okay well I'm common ground as well. You're, it's common ground we're talking and so like for me a big stage of obviously um, you said you know me well and I know mm. there was a period of time where I did ghost and I struggled with having kids young mm. um, being taken away from a life that I was used to for example being pulled away from my friends not being mm. able to do certain things it was lonely it was difficult being thrust into this position as having to be a provider for someone other than myself mm. Which people don't understand, like when you're how old are you? See, twenty one. So when I when I found out I was twenty one, I had my first kid at twenty two. Yeah. So um, like, you're on the average trajectory. You're two years out of uni. You barely, yeah, you're barely right. able to provide for yourself. Exactly. To now provide for two, because not just providing for yourself. Obviously, um, shorty can't work because obviously mm. she's she's got the baby, she's got the child. So you're essentially providing for three human beings. Yeah. It's not as it's, it's, it's actually oh, not as easy, and I hate yeah, how people try and play it down like. Oh, you should. You just should do it. It's, it's, it's not. It's hard. not hard. It's, it's not. It's not easy. It's a difficult thing. But yeah, go on. Go and on, it's go like um, obviously moving on a couple of years, mm-hmm. and I know the period that you're talking about. There was a period where I struggled with my work went downhill. Um, there was a period where I wasn't working, and for me, that was probably one of the most difficult times of my life. And I think that's when I started opening up to Keith hugely mm-hmm. because it's one Similar thing. Situations. It's one thing when you struggle to provide for yourself. I can get by, fam. If I need to eat one pack of indomie a day, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, drink, I'll drink water to my belly's full and go sleep. Never get them no uni chronicles. No, 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 no one until the end of uni, but uh, man's making stew stretch, bro. Man's like mixing with water. I was eating. I was eating. Man, moving like I'm in a bandra, man. I was eating Emma by itself. Whipping it. Whipping it. Whipping it. I was just there. Whipping it. Whipping it. Whipping mad one. But when you now got a situation, you've got a child and then a newborn at the time mm. I was like hold on wait a second yo imagine my dad I've never seen a period where my dad or well, as far as I, I know that my dad had a meal to provide mm. now there's probably been multiple times where my dad has struggled but this goes down to the culture where he's never shown this to me so yeah. as far as I'm seeing my parents are supermen if I can't do the same then I failed mm-hmm. yeah. and that pulled me down to a mad place like, I've, 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 the, I've seen my dad work from like 6 to 5 come home Rest and go bang a night shift. This is it. Why don't he do and night shift? He'd leave the house. Probably does that from time to time. Now he'd leave the house Sunday evening mm. and be back Tuesday evening. He's just there. He works. Because he just go from one job to the other job, back to the other job to the other job, and then he's back. Yeah. So as a as a and the worst thing is that um, obviously it's very difficult for them, but obviously they come from a culture where that's kind of almost the norm. Yeah. In our culture and just in the UK, that is not the norm. That is not the norm. So we're kind of battling in between the two. So. Like I'm glad obviously now that us lot can be on a person, yeah, yeah, but a I know for a lot of guys out there, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same, and, and and what makes me sad is that when people try, especially um ladies, it's not even a shot to ladies, but the ladies that do do this, when they try to say it's because you don't want, don't you don't know any, you're not a man, you don't know anything. If you, if or you, these guys don't want to open up. If you've ever been a man for one day, I don't want to hear 
0.0000% I've spoken about this on many on many occasions I think I even wrote an article about it where people talk about open up and stuff like link that link that to me so I'll put it in the thing yeah I'll, I'll give you the link but it was one of those things where for a lot of people what happens is and it's down to the entitlement of human beings yeah. where people tell you to open up and like you've reached a point in your life where you feel like you're ready to listen so I must be ready to open up yes you see what I'm saying so what it is like I'm ready to listen why is man not opening up fuck off you don't hear you know what I mean you don't really want this but people don't understand what comes with all of that I've been this way for what, let's say 25 years mm. you see what I mean? I'm, I now want I don't know how to do you know what I mean like okay. where was this unfortunately the time the, the way it is now is for example you you might not be allergic to ice cream right you mm. might eat ice cream once and it makes you violently sick mm. every time you're about to eat that ice cream you or about, you're thinking mm, I don't know I've done it last time and it messed me up all it takes, and especially in a situation like that where you open up to someone, there's times when you may have opened up to one person and, and they realise that what, what they they either left, they turn around and put it back in your face, That's and the against you. At that point, yeah, everyone's like, oh no, but I'm different, I'm not the same person. I get I don't that know cool, that. but the reaction yeah. that I received from the last person it's obviously made me very that, wary. It makes you more wary, and then especially in a situation, like there are certain situations where it's slightly different, but especially when it comes to stuff like that, kind of opening up about issues that you're going through like that where it's very, very sensitive, it can change your mentality hugely. Mm. So which makes it even harder. And a lot of the time, you've got to remember, we grew up in a period where it's like, girls will joke around, what man was crying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine, man, he's crying, he's moist. Uh, to the point where they'll say that a man got rushed and he was crying. Yeah, a man got and rushed and man ran away. And he ran away. Do you know what I'm not saying? It's like you've got four people punching up, bro. Doing the gully creeper on your neck. You are hurting, physically pain. Your natural body's reaction and your mind is to cry. (laughs) And this is it, bro. Um, Yeah. You're made to be moist for doing it. So man, they're getting punched up like their ribs are broken. They're like, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm right. But you've got internal bleeding, bro. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Go hospital, it's all right. Remember when I got rushed the last time with, you know, I was blind in one eye and everything. Initially, I didn't go to hospital. Bro, I went home. Random came and picked me up and I went home essentially that much. But my dad was like, have you been to the hospital or whatever? And I went there and he briefly, but it was a long queue, so I went home. I couldn't see in one eye, like, when Are I eventually right? then, You know, one of those ones where my dad, I was like, I'm fine. And my dad, like, like, you won't have internal bleeding or some shit. Mm, like, that's when I went out and my eye just used to, you know, stop working sometimes and keep working because of the damage. But luckily for me, there was no lasting damage. damage. But initially, man went home. This is it. And you got to think, if you are willing to laugh at people for doing something like that, then you're telling me a man is coming to you saying, yo, listen, I feel, I don't know what the reason is, because that's how it is sometimes. Yeah. I don't I know what the it. reason is, but I'm feeling I'm mad. Well, you I'm just there and you're at home. Man. It's like, oh, just chill, come, come out. It's like, bro, it's, I, can't, I can't. You saw, there were times when you didn't hear from me for weeks. Mm. Bro, I'm in my house. Mm. I didn't leave my bed. I wasn't brushing my teeth, wasn't showering, wasn't doing nothing because I was in my bed. Mm-hmm. Curtains closed, my mum will come and she's like, your room's smelling, get out of here. What are you mm. doing? It's mm. like, I wanted to, but I couldn't. Like when I said for me, same thing. Like you know, when I like, you got to explain it to someone. Bro, my weight just disappeared because there was a period of time where I didn't really leave the house like that for months, bro. Mm. And you know, but then again, how do you explain that to, to my closest friend? Time. You know, I me mean, Gemini. Like we eventually started to talk about things. You know, and people are like, yeah, we could see A, B, C, and D. But for the most part, I don't want people to know. Yeah, you don't. That you this don't is what I'm going because to as a man, especially as an African or Caribbean man. You've seen it from uncles, dads, granddads, brothers, your friends at the ends, the people you look up to on TV, the athletes, rappers. You do not show weakness. Mm-hmm. You do not. So I'm even, even to this day, like I don't, I don't like. It's hard to unlearn 
but I never want to show weakness. Yeah. I never want, and it's like, and that comes from seeing your dad, your, yeah. your uncles. My dad, bro, like by the definition, society's definition of, you know, people call it archaic or whatever, but by society's proper, proper definition of what a man is essentially, like what we've seen. My dad is a man's man in terms of, I've never like, apart from one time my dad, you know, he, he cried when we were fighting, we were arguing, arguing. it was more rage yeah, than right. anything. And even and that, you're probably looking at him thinking, yeah, bro, what it's also weird. Then, bro. <laughs> but it was just a weird yeah, thing. Like, like, hey, what are you there, man? Come on. I'd never seen yeah. any of those. You know, when you've reached, you've come all of these years, never, like this is the person that I see every day. This is to me what a man is. Yeah. I've never seen this dude cry. Oh, quick, I've never seen him complain. Keep, 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 keep. What people understand is that, okay, this is your dad, yes. Let's say it's for 25 years. Do you know how many different scenarios in life that you're seeing on a daily basis? Tens, twenties, thirties, well, that's poor grandma, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You're seeing dozens of scenarios a day and you'll never see weakness from this man. Never, bro. You'll never see dozens of scenarios with your boys, you'll not see weakness. We never went a day without food on the table, my house or my bed. So if you'll never see weakness being shown, even if you believe like, even if you have weakness, like, you I don't, show, yeah. because it's, it's, it's intrinsically tied to your valuation as a human being and as a man, mm-hmm. yeah? Because my think, dad can, why can't I? Yeah, like, think about that, like, shout out Neo True. He said, he, he dropped this, I think it was on, on the Bolo Social, shout out Bolo, Bolo as well. He said, in relation, if you look at women as a man, you're kind of taught to kind of how to manage their insecurities. Mm-hmm. But as a man, having an insecurity is an insult. Yeah. Insecurity is something that's in every human being. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So like that's why it's mad, mad difficult as a as as as, as a geezer, especially a black man in especially in areas like areas that we've grown up. Mm-hmm. You not just for your safety, but for your valuation as a human being. Mm-hmm. And then it also I think it also makes some of us take risks like you all of us are taking Mad some risks, some risk, simply because because if what what what, what are the things we wanted nice nice clothes, you guys have always been to cars. I never really cared about cars, mm. but you had nice cars, um, nice trainers, mm. and just to get girls flying. Yeah, yeah, basically being that guy, <laughs> and to Bro. be to be that guy to be that guy, people were willing to take the craziest of risks. Mm-hmm. Not even physically, you think yeah. of certain situations you find yourself in, yeah. Now. In my position, in a certain situation, I look at it and be like, all right, not cool, bro. My bad. Whatever. Walk away. But for the same reason of, you know, needing to, the risk that we're taking mm-hmm. to uphold a persona mm-hmm. or a certain value that we feel that we have to, mm-hmm. think of some of the situations we put ourselves into when we were younger. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, what was I thinking? That could be mad fatal. I'm here by myself. There's two or three men making noise and I'm there coming to, to ready to, to back it. Like, hold on, wait a second. I'm like, oh, you know, that's not a dickhead. I, I, I remember oh, one time, yeah, you, know, you know my boy Chris, yeah? yeah. No, when Chris is drunk, Chris starts talking. Mad cruds. You know the cruds, yeah, that is unlimited, pure cruds, yeah? Pure. Yeah, unstepped so, on. <laughs> 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 it's a stepped on, yeah? So, so <laughs> straight, <laughs> straight, straight from Colombia. Yeah. <laughs> that, that good crud, yeah? So we must have been, this is uni in Birmingham, so this might be first year, second year. So mm. we've gone out, yeah? And so we're coming down, like, this is by, like, uh, this is not too far from bullsh- um, boring, innit? So we've got we're at this big roundabout where it's come up to where I, where I used to live. Um, and we're going down into you know, the underpasses and then these men coming up. So obviously Chris is walking to my brother Alicia, like they're linking arms, they're just, just talking and he's like, hey, and he's stupid acting, I can't do that anymore, I used to be able to do it. And it's like, oh, she's nice, and the man's like, Chris is like, everybody, don't talk about how when I'm here, don't be a prick. And then man's in his burn accent, what are you gonna do? So- you gotta do something. Bear in mind there, there's five or six of them, and they're like in their late twenties, early thirties. We're just twenty, twenty-one, isn't it? Mm. 
and Chris is like, because they got the accent, even me and Chris are thinking, we, yeah, we, we, we can't, we can't, we can't I can't take high pitch crud. <laughs> you can't be coming on the crud to me speaking like Justin Timberlake. I can't, no, we can't have it. Mm. So Chris was like, oh, what are you gonna do, rude boy? I'm about to come down, he said, Chris, I can't downstairs now. And then me, and then obviously the girls, ah, no, screaming. And I was like, hold on, you ain't doing nothing to my boy. So, mm. so we're just talking bad crud from a distance. And then later on, like maybe two years later, I was thinking, hold on. These men actually came down. Because, because, because first of all, I, bro, I've seen some of these, how these burn about get down, yeah? When they bro. <laughs> bro, when they get to throwing arms, yeah? You're different. Arms, you're lucky you're catching them arms, dude. Because hey. they throw arms, bro. We're talking about bro, serious arms. arms. <laughs> <laughs> you know them 300 arms, bro. Can Leonidas arms? Birmingham guys, what did you rush you. Bro, Birmingham guys will rush you and then shoot you when you're unconscious. <laughs> Just because. Like, it was, you know, then, then go set your house on fire. <laughs> and run you over. <laughs> yeah. Like, because they're burned on goons, yeah? All they do is wake oh, up, go gym, gym, go boring, bite in hardy, bite you star, go to a rave, after rave, again. go back and do gym. They're making you back to gym three times. Have you seen how hench everyone in Birmingham is? Fam. That man is a different guy. Do, you know? all they do, gold teeth is the uniform. Yeah, all they do is sell drugs and get hench. That's all they do. But yeah, like, that just shows like, we take a hell of hell, hell of hell. And for you, you know what I mean. And that's it, you're, for your ego. You know, one of those ones where I can't afford for people to look at me a certain way because of how society has framed things. You know what I mean? A real man doesn't get violated. A real man doesn't step down. As a real man, you cannot let people. This is it. You know what I mean? Talk to you like that. And chicks will always tell you, "Nah, you guys and your egos." But then, you know, if you get badgered, the way they start to look at you. The way they start to it, 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 even them light-hearted tweets like, "Oh, what would you do if your man got rushed and all got beaten yeah. up?" And relationship over. And, 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 and I'm the man now. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. Like I, I understand it from the film because it's just banter. But yeah. those type of little things. But for certain people, bro, like there's a semblance of, I guess, truth and reality in it. Because for a lot of chicks, if they're out there with their man, a man gets backhanded or whatever, that ride home is different. She's not looking at a man. No one's taking it. No one's going to take in that he was bigger than you. Mm. There was four. Look there. there was this. You know, as far as people see, it's just like you got smizzed because you, you got violated. That's literally. And for her, she's sitting there thinking, "Man, so I had to try answer back to me. When, where was that energy when my man? Hey, speaking yeah. of you, this is so deep. And we were on Eskimo dance, yeah. And then there was like this white couple, like this really slim white guy and this really slim white couple. Mm. And the henchest black brother was moving to my man's <laughs> yeah. girl. Man was stood there like this. Man was stood there. Like, like, he, 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 man was pretending like he was just, you know when you're playing sporting? Man was looking, bro, man was talking I'm to pretty, him. Didn't someone tap him and go, yo, my man, like. <laughs> 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 but she was, she was there under dress cards because my man was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of big man. My man was, was big cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I was thinking, shut it in me. I was like, no, 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 no. But I was agreeing it. I was thinking, but like, I was thinking that if this was in our community, if I, I, was, I got like, I was brushing on a mad one, because I was like, listen, me, I'll, I'll hold the lips, you can't do that to me. But that doesn't make sense. And that's when so, you take a step back and you're like, I was literally willing to die over this shit. I was willing to get concussed, because if my man bangs you, if my man bangs at you, yeah, do you know when you see Dragon Ball Z and Goku hit somebody and man goes through bare buildings? That's what happens to my man. Is that really worth it? Is, is, is that really worth it? Value proposition, bro, no risk, you know what I mean? Risk versus reward and stuff. For us, it was literally, it was very skewed in terms of, you just that's it. Mm. But then it comes from the backgrounds we come from in our families in our homes respect is a very big thing yes. in your family bro like in your african home mm. the worst thing you can ever do is disrespect someone yes so for you, when you and this is why i tell people when mandem go out there people are like, oh it's just trainers it's this this it wasn't that big of a deal we come from an environment where you know i think when you talk about currency and the most highly valued thing in our community it's respect, it's respect. Yeah. and yeah. i think it's down maybe to we've never really had that from other communities coming up so we hold respect mm. to a certain regard so when people go out there people are like why are they always fighting over little things i'm like listen when we grow up your parents you disrespect your mom you're getting smacked 
You disrespect your dad, you're getting smacked. You disrespect, you're getting smacked. Mm. You disrespect, you're getting it stuck on you. So you now go into the real world, people disrespect me, that's a violation. I've grown up being told that, you, you know what I mean? Anyone disrespects you, can't take on side. You know what I mean? That's literally, and, and I tell people, your parents don't have to tell you live and direct that if someone, but it's literally what you, you see. see like, yeah, I have never seen my dad take disrespect from anyone. Mm. So why am I going to now go out there and let this person disrespect me? Like, 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 even me, like, at work, like, um, I think um, one of, like, the big, 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 um, Doms was talking smack to me on the phone and I had to calm down. And then the way I was talking afterwards, yeah, like I saw my whole colleagues looked to me differently because they knew Ayo. Ayo mm. came out, I was like, I don't understand why man's talking to me. This is what I was saying, word for word, verbatim. I don't know how man's talking to me like that because if man can never talk to me like that if I saw him face to face outside of this place. Mm. You know, because he got his job. I don't care. You know, the other I, said, I don't care mm. if he is the CEO. Man can never talk to me like that again. I don't care who you are. And that's the type of mentality I have. I don't care if you're the CEO. You can't talk smack to me. I will stick it on you. Like, and luckily that person was on the phone because if he was face to face keyboards could have been flying and it won't be at my head you know what's there and, and but when you think about it as you said the, uh, the risk reward yeah. I would have lost everything I would have lost everything cuz for yeah, might catch a young case as well bro yeah, you know what I mean job in that industry yeah you know what I mean for respect and ego and pride yeah. and but during that I was thought, I can't lie if man talks back to me but my thing is it's because I tell people it's part of your DNA now yeah. to the point where you know something so deep in you and I tell people, mm. I tell people because I don't want to be a certain way, it doesn't mean it's going to change overnight. You know, Fam. I know I know all of the bad things about me. I'm very self-aware. I know all of the negative things about me, things I want to change. And I tell people just because I want to change them, it doesn't mean they're good. One, they're going to change. I try. And two, it doesn't mean it's going to happen quickly. You know what I mean? These <coughs> things that is, I, I've learned them over a lifetime. It's going to take me a lifetime to unlearn some of them. And some of them I probably won't ever be able to unlearn Not because completely. of how deeply and you know what I'm saying I'm like I'm a grown up you know when people you know children Can't you learn these things and this is what people don't understand there's certain things where I sit there as a person I'm like yes there's certain things where you know what I mean you form new habits but certain things are so deeply ingrained because everywhere you go you change environment around you doesn't change you see what I mean it's not like I change everything changes no I'm still going out there and having man test me I'm still going out there because certain man they don't want to change so you know you sit there and you're like how do I be I, Bro, be I always say this like for example like I always use this example yeah one guy used to, one guy used to, like, she used to tell me about her boyfriend and she told me her issues yeah and I was like oh what's the issue see me ask me questions to let these dumb things slide so she goes oh yeah communication like, what do you mean communication like sometimes you want to text or call me and respond to the I was like, oh, okay, cool. So our first question said, is he like this with his family and his friends? Because she goes, yeah. I go, okay, cool. So you lot are now in an official relationship now. Was he, like, was he like that before, when you first met? She goes, yeah. So I said, okay, cool. So what's changed? So I said, like, why do you expect any difference? But she, obviously she thought, because she's got this boyfriend and girlfriend title that natural. No, I said, man has been like this for 26 years. Yes, exactly. Man has done this for 26 years. Every scenario, this is how man is. Why do you think because of you, you you're now his girlfriend, because of you, spiritual person, man's gonna change like that? No, it takes time, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And also what Keith says is a very interesting point. Um, the currency, we as guys, we trade respects. Mm-hmm. Women kind of trade attention. Mm-hmm. So with us, like we're really, some people are willing to die for respect. Bro, let's go back to even just what, what you're saying. If we go back to caveman days and yeah. other things there, bro, as the caveman, if you're not respected or there's one, you know what I mean, there's one there over there, if you ain't got no respect, it's mine. My family's even dead. in the animal kingdom to bro. this day, they'll come, they'll challenge the alpha male in the group or whatever, the leader of that herd or pack or whatever. If they win, guy keeps it's stepping shit. instantly. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's how it happens. Like instantly. you don't live here anymore. You don't live here instantly, anymore. and look to, up, to the point where the, uh, yeah, look at look at look at look at the black panther. Bro, it's like the, <laughs> it's the, your king. <laughs> to the point where your whole pack. 
they denounce you. Yeah. Think about it. When you look at them animals, they don't know you no more. Bro, it's not like Panther. this. When, when man came, who was, who was my man's bo- um, boy? What's his name again? Yeah, bro, man's gone. Mm. Um, Kalu. Um, yeah, man was, man was in the skeks with Kilmar. Yeah, he said, he said, yeah, uh, cool. He said, hey, <laughs> hey, Shala, I'll tie it. R.I.P. Kilmar, not forgotten. You know what I'm saying? Man's come over, challenged, man's taken over, and this is it. And people don't understand that even now in today's society, it's like that. So it's not like we're fighting over a whole kingdom. It's little things you're fighting for your space. Yes. And when you go into the office and stuff like that, just like you said, it's little things like that. When you step into the office, you know what I mean? Like, I have to let people in the office know that they can't talk to me a mm. certain way. All it takes is for one person to talk to me all kinds of wicked mm. and I'm a dickhead. Mm. From now on, I'm the person where people send you all certain yeah, types of emails. Yeah, because there's one person I want every talk to him like he's a waste man. He's in his 50s. I think Lord knows that. The way he talks to you, Lord knows somebody's head. You know when you look at something? Straight through Windows Vista. Yeah. Win- uh, Windows Vista logo will be printed on somebody's head or when they talk to my man. But cause obviously he's allowed it. Yeah, and but it's still, still like... It, but when we look at that as a patron sometimes, but literally like... It's yeah, and that's what I'm saying. He doesn't... You know, he, he doesn't value it like that. Exactly, he don't care. You don't care about that. Yeah, and for me, I look at people like I was like, he's blessed, bro. Yeah, he doesn't have to care about that because for us, we, you know, what I'm saying when we go out, literally the minute you go out, chest high, held head high. Mm. You know what I mean? And you go out there because everywhere I go, man, them are testing me. Mm. And this is why I tell people, no matter how much I want to change and stuff like that, everywhere I go, man, them are testing me. Mm. When we go to an event and we work doors, bro, like I'm on the door Sundays and stuff like that. Do you know how? That's where the true test, because you have mind them that come in and they're telling you I'm coming in. You're not coming in. You know, you know, man's giving you that, and this is it. When I'm at the door, but it's my job. This is what I do. Man, them are telling you I don't pay to go places. You see what I mean? And people don't understand that in a normal establishment like the O2 and stuff like that, it doesn't go like that because mm-hmm. them people there they don't. But when people, when you know, what I mean, man, them just like you come to your environment. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Just because they've grown up... a quick decision to make. Do I let this person in and make it seem that everyone gets a free fall? You see what I mean? But you... Or do I now cause an issue at this door which could go completely You see what I mean? Left. But this is it. And you know what I mean? I'm, I'm mm. stuck because you sit there and you're like, how do I... Yeah. How does this get dealt with? And people don't understand that yeah. every single place that you go to is like that. Trust yeah. me, man, looking at you. You know this whole eye contact thing as well? It's one of now I've gotten to a point where... Now it doesn't bother me as much. I look before, away now. Yeah, because I don't care now. But before, I'll never look away. Yeah, because like, you know what it also was where like, man, man will be in a helicopter looking at you. You'll get the binoculars to look at my back. Like, yeah, man, see you. Yeah, me. <laughs> like, yeah, go on then. If you're bad, land this helicopter. <laughs> I'll link you and this the is fields. Man, I don't know, Papa, squint in the and eyes to look me, like women. And don't know if you've been, you know, I mean, if you've grown mm. up in Heath, if you spent, you know, extended the amount of time in Thornton Heath, the yeah. one thing you understand is damn man always watch faces. Mm. Literally. Always, like you go out there, always watching face. Yeah. It's just one of those things. So when you grow up in that, and for me, I don't like eye contact with random strangers. I don't like people invading my space. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. That's down to you know the kind of issues I have as a person and stuff like that. So for me, it makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. So literally, it's one of those ones you start to feel heated. You know what I mean? Now it's what is it? Yeah. And you know one of those ones where in, in situations like that, all it takes is for one person to say, "What is it?" It's nothing. It's yeah. not an issue. But you've asked me that question in a man's you know terms, I mean? and that's no, it. No, no, you know what I mean? It's the way. You know when a man's asked you that question in that way? Nah, you show me because now, especially it wasn't certain. Know, but, but what if it was certain? Yeah. yeah like, what what, what are you yeah. gonna do? It's then become. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Think yeah. of that situation. There was nothing there. And when you look at when you look at it from the outside, it's barely Andrew like. Yeah. Because you're looking at these men like, what are you? Yeah. But then you get in that situation, and people don't understand that what's going through your mind is not. You know what I mean? Instinct mm. kicks in. It's not one of those decisions. It's not something I choose to it's do. Muscle memory. You know almost. what I mean? Yes, literally, your body reacts mm. to a situation. It's fight or flight. You're in that situation, and your mind is reacting yeah. to that situation based on how we've been raised, the things we've been shown in our environment. Don't let anyone disrespect you. you. Your family ingrains that into you all the time. You don't go out there and shame this family. Yeah. You yeah, grew up in an African household. Yeah. You cannot go out there and shame yeah. your family. Yeah, you know what I mean? This is it. And what then your parents don't understand is. 
these things now clash because you sit there and I was like, I go out there, I get battered, I've shamed my family. I go out there and poke someone, end up in prison, I've shamed, shamed my family. family. Yeah. So it's literally, it's one of those, yeah, so yeah. many things are now clashing and that's why a lot of these kids lose it. And that's why when we talk about mental health issues, that's why a lot of guys are just messed up in the head. Living two, two different lives yeah, in, one, in one life. One life. <laughs> Every, bro, everywhere you go, everything contradicts each other. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like everything, you step into certain environments, you know what I mean? You've got a great job, work, you work in the city, you dress nice, you're just, you look like everyone else on, on the train and stuff like that, but you know what I mean? When things happen, you're the one that's getting violated. Mm-hmm. People are looking at you funny. You know, things like, I remember when I first started working, and I'm thinking, hold on, wait a second, why do I feel uncomfortable getting off the train and walking through ends in my suit and shoes? Man, they were looking at me. Man, they were looking at me like, hey, why am I wearing them pretty shoes on there? I was like, yeah. you see what else ones wear, man? Man, I want to know. Like, you getting off thinking, bro, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing better than you. I'm wearing this coat, like, man, you might look at this coat and think, wow, why are you wearing them old man coats or something? It's like, I remember I went shopping with one of my brother's little brothers and I picked up like a coat from Zara. Yeah. He's like, why do you keep wearing these old man coats? I'm like, bro, listen, come on now, like. But, oh, but this is, this is, this is because, this, I don't just, I'm not going to wear Yeah, you know, you know, like, oh, I, you just bare old, man. I'm but like, fam, man, like salsa, you get me? Man, yeah, it's like, when, but you're, now, when you're younger yeah. and you're coming through ends, you're thinking, right, man, them are ready to look at me. And, or like, your parents get you them good shoes. Mm. When man, them are wearing the 20 pound, like, wallabies and that from... Wherever, but your parents shoes are like 60 70 pounds from a shoe in class. The shoes looks amazing. The shoes looks amazing, but the shoes are like, like I have the better quality crepes here, but I'm getting flames. I'm getting flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not right. there wanting to, your parents to buy you lower quality right, stuff exactly. so you can so fit you can in and not get flamed. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's part of the contradiction. My dad used to buy me the maddest thing sometimes, like, what is this? You know what I mean? But my dad is one of them. Good quality, this is gonna last you long. Practical. No, I look back on it, but back then it was like, you know, you get. I can't go. Man's getting me high tech books, you know. Bro, you know, you're like, well, if I wear these to school, I'm getting poked. (laughs) You could have gone secondary school wearing ASIC crep. Now, which is more expensive? Go get ASIC running trainers. Or get a pair of Nike Air Max 90s. Bruh. But this is well, it. You know what I mean? I can't lie. Yeah. I was one of my slew. Everyone's bobs. Oh my god! Yeah, you're an up. Yeah, you're, the you reason, you're the reason. You're my impression. <laughs> and I'll happily take that. Okay, with some bad bobs, I was flaming. Your captain says you're gonna hold this. You're gonna hold this. Not every. Um, most of us probably were. Like you would think yeah. as well. Moment, okay. Um, moment man came in. Okay. Um, I want to speak to you both on like terms yeah. of like how you are as um how in your professions yeah. people view you so for example Ed so you're in a similar field to me we yeah. both work professionally mainly legal services mm-hmm. in finance teams and stuff like don't, how do you how how do you still get um, stu stu's in my mind you know how do you still get viewed um, as a um, as an employee and does your race play any impact to it and do sometimes you feel like wrong no matter what I do these people still see me as this and yeah. um it's, I must say, first of all, it's got better. Mm. Um, and I think that's just because right now, if I put my CV in front of you and I do what I do, mm. you can't turn around and say anything. Mm. Um, however, a good example is the place I was at before I am now. There was a kind of running joke. And it seems as a joke, but in hindsight, you think, oh, wait a second, these men are actually taking the mic. Mm. Me and my boy. Nice job, by the way. Thank you, man. <laughs> me and my boy. Me and my boy. That's just a little bit of Montclair now. Some light. Some light. Me and my boy Rick. Rick's six foot eight, weighs about one hundred and forty kilos. Big black guy, bald head with a beard. With me, six two, beard. Man, let let them know that man six two. You get me? But, um, I have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, <laughs> that's why I got gazed. So. Uh, I bench the most. <laughs> but it's like we're both there. We have that kind of stereotypical black look. They see someone they're like, alright, cool. I've got piercings. Man's big and well. black with a beard. Big and black with a beard. I have piercings in my ears, and you know I've never been one to tone that down. Yeah. Now, there was always a joke, oh, if somebody doesn't do that, we'll send Ed and Rick around, we'll send Ed and Rick around, put them in a headlock, we'll send Ed and Rick around. And it's like, at first, yeah, yeah, ha, ha, ha. Then you realise, hold on, wait a second. Why is it that they're always saying they're going to send me and Rick out of all the people in this office? Why me and him? Oh, in beef? No, like, in general, someone's not doing anything. Oh, yeah, if he doesn't get this sorted, we'll send Ed and Rick around. I'm sure he'll do it then. Yeah. It's like, hold on, wait a second. What? And then you start to realise that regardless of what happens, that stereotype of how you are about being aggressive or being violent or whatever. Man, they were like, that's who was setting up to sort this out. Right, yeah. exactly. Or like... He'd never mess with you. No, or little things. It's like, even the way you come I and talk nigga, to I'm me. I'm scared of like, mice and shit. Listen, I've come to work to work the same way as you. Yeah. Or it's like, there would be situations where... But imagine they, a man coming to your desk, bro. Like, you know, in the aisle. There's these two guys at reception, yeah. I, you know, I know you're doing your work and everything, but can, <laughs> can, you, can you have a work with this? What do you mean? Do you know what you guys are doing? I'm not lying, it's smoking. Where's Ed? Get Ed! Get Ed! I know it's your day off, but there's these two guys. Wow, listen. I can't lie, there's smoke case in my building, but let's go out and fight again. I'm, 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 I'm the first person leaving. You think I've got time for this? Listen, I've got enough stuff when to do you know, with the end. I'm getting fired. I'm not fisting my luck, yeah? They're like, yeah, it was him. It was him. <laughs> not even him, like, we feel like Ed, just, you know, he, the way he reacted, you know? And then that's when I'm now aggressive. Oh, you sent me to go. When, so you, when you told me to put him in the head, look, it was okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, okay, go on, it's like, you know, stuff like that, and then, like, little things, when you're going on, and the way that they treat you, and sometimes, at first, like I said, now it's not so bad. Mm. But sometimes they'll come and talk to you and initially they may try and dumb things down. Like you're some dickhead. Like I'm an idiot. And it's like, hold on, wait a second. First of all, you lot may have been doing this job for a lot longer. But if we go through and check our qualifications, for example, I've come out of uni. Talk that smizak. I've come out of uni. I've got this. I've done this, that, and this that in the last couple of three years. If you look at where I was last year and where I am this year, compared to where you were 10 years ago, yeah, yeah. and where you are now, two different levels. So first of all, chill. <laughs> but it's like, and, and, and that's how it is. And it's only now that it's like, I can get to the point now where at my new office, I'm highly respected. And you know what's mad is that it still comes as a shock to me because there are times when I'm being consulted by very senior people in the team and they're coming and asking for my genuine opinion. It's like, hold on, wait a second. What is it? How do we do this? Or would you prefer us to do it this way? And I'm thinking, hold on, wait a second, what? You might not ask it me, <laughs> but yeah. but it's because now I'm understanding my value and understanding that actually, you know what, actually, you lot are actually respecting me regardless of what my race is, regardless of whether I'm a black male, regardless of my age, because, I'm good at what, because I of what I do. And that is the greatest feeling because now I'm sitting in big meetings with Steerco and the board and all of these things where they're taking my opinion on board. I'm saying stuff and people are writing stuff down. Mm and saying yeah yeah you know actually that's right and you can see your ideas being implemented through things or they're giving you just saying all right cool you deal with it implement it for us and that is for me now where i am whereas before going up it's like these they, they will push you to the side and they make you seem like you're irrelevant or they'll try to dump things down try to give you the easy jobs or even look they'll come and talk to you and the way they start talking she's different i'm like hold on wait a second when you're talking from gary from essex you don't suddenly put on an essex accent or start talking to him about Tawi. 
Mm. Why is it when you come to talk to me, like, yo, what's going no, on? I'm talking about 50 cents came out in the club. Oh, yeah. have, you, <laughs> what, have, you, have you heard that, have you heard that new Stormzy song? I'm like, bro, chill. What, what's this? What or like, what's that got to do with anything? And sometimes I throw them off. And I'm like, no, actually, I'll be listening to the new Ludovic Klein album. Good classical music. Do you like it? No, I find, like, I find, I find it, I find it mad because um, listening to a Luna George. Yeah, because yeah, like, two people still. I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad because, um, for my personal experiences, um, similar to you, like, yeah. they think I'm some any guy until I actually start speaking. And I think, okay, cool. I'm quite articulated and yeah. I actually know stuff. So, like, when I work, when they see like I get Amazon delivery and it's like an economics book from like Thomas Sowell or something like yeah. that. So I'm opening the book and I'm like, they look, they look open, they look and say, oh, what are you reading? And they're mad shots. You can actually see the shock. They, they're, like, they're, they're literally incredible. shocked, like, wow. like, And they start to treat me different. But I find what's peak is that the people that haven't had a chance to get to know my credentials have a certain pre-judgment. Pre-judgment, of course. Like, so stuff like if I'm on the train, like I've got off at, do you know when, um, do you know um, Thames to Millwall Broadway? So I used to get off, do you know my bus that corner up Mill, is it Mill Lane or whatever, yeah, to yeah. get to Apex, yeah? I'm like, I've, first of all, I've been, I've, you know you get the same train with the same people. I know where this guy lives because I see them bust that same left. Mm. Man turned around and saw me. Let me tell you how I was dressed. I had shoes, mm. trousers, shirt, blazer, long coat with a briefcase. <laughs> Man was so shooky, bust around right, pretend like he's on the phone. I was thinking, I know you, I know where you live. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, like, I was like, like, if I wanted to grab you, I would have come around later. <laughs> when you was asleep. <laughs> yeah, with all the that. Do you know what I mean? But like, it's like, we're still kind of seen as a threat. And it, a lot of it happens to the, um, the women as well, where if you stand your ground and you're above 0.01% assertive, is aggressive. And we only get our kind of like our props, I see, when we're excellent at what we do. If not, they're, trying, they're always trying to moist us. And, and I find it quite irritating that even like we, we saw with, um, with the Skepta thing that you, you posted, yeah. Skepta was described as a emerging grime artist. artist. Or something that just... But man has man's been doing grime since I was in secondary school. I'm a big man now. <laughs> man has been front row of Lush and of, of Paris Fashion Week. Like he's not he's he's been on GQ, he's not any guy. Even even for example, like do you know um is it um is it Terrell Terrell Lewis. Terrell Lewis, yeah. When he had when he had a situation, this guy's done a lot of great stuff in the community and stuff like that. They made sure they found a picture of my man topless. Showing his muscle with his beard out. Exactly. They, they do that stuff on purpose. Mm-hmm. They do that stuff on purpose. Like even Mark Duggan, when the thing happened to Mark Duggan, they cropped a picture of man holding his daughter's a, memorial stone. Or, 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 it just showed the top part of where. Yeah, so when obviously he's wearing like a track, a track jacket, so it looks like man's throwing a gang sign, but mm-hmm. really he was holding like a heart shaped memorial at, at a cemetery. And that's the type of thing. Even, even why in that same article where they describe why he getting his MBE. So oh yeah, extra dealer gets MBE. I'm like, what? you know, one of those ones where a man left that life behind him. I was like, hey, man's worked hard. He's left that life behind him and he's now doing what he needs to do. And I was like, that's what people encourage. You change from how you were, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, but you want to then. Meanwhile, the Cray twins are seen as national heroes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the difference? My out there stabbed the man in the face and all sorts. And yeah, it's, it's just. Absolutely mental. Trust me, for me, I see mad, but for me, I get. Yeah, how is it in yours? For me, I get it from both sides and stuff like that, because for me, a lot of the disrespect I used to get about my career was from my own my own community essentially. Mm. In terms of one thing I've realised about our community is there's this elite elitism essentially where people only res- 
really, really respect what you do if you come up a certain way. Mm. Essentially, you see what I mean? Or if you're a doctor, bro, for me, I remember, this is where it got me. This one time I've gone into Shoreditch Grind. You might know mm. I love my coffee. Mm. Shoreditch Grind coffee shop outside Old Street. Yeah. Walked in there. Um, the girls recognised me from my documentary. Mm. We started talking. She's like, oh, you've done this. This is amazing. And, you know, had a conversation about all of the mm. things that I do. You know, so we're like, that's big. One of the girls she works with now, she's come up to her and she's like, oh, you know, he, he seems like someone who is he or whatever. And she was like, oh, he's Insta famous. And I was like, we spent the last five minutes discussing all of the things I I've done outside Instagram. That. And she's then said, he's Insta famous. Mm. And for me, I was like, wow. Yeah, like, like literally, you remember when I said, bro, she reduced Man, my dude. whole everything to, to I'm Insta famous, you know what I mean? Mm. For me, it was like, wow. You know, one of those ones where it kind of threw me back. And for me, most of my career, that's how people have always seen me. A lot of people describe me as the Instagram person. He's the Instagram guy. He's the this. He's the you know, when I sit there and I look at, you might know my CV. You might know what I've done. My CV is extensive. For some people, it's the Instagram person. Oh, it's that Mr. Exposed guy. That Twitter guy. That this guy. That, you know what I mean? That's literally for me how I've been seen because I haven't come through the conventional route. You see what I mean? When it comes to in terms of, you know, jobs, earning and stuff like that, people that work in office jobs, you know, like we are... You know what I mean? I'm probably on that level, but because I haven't gone down that route, I don't put on a suit. I don't, mm, mm, for most nice, people, it doesn't count. You know what I mean? The, you know, and it's always people in our community that look at me a certain way, essentially, or because I choose not to change how I am. You know, people look let's, at you let's, like, let's talk about that, because what I find mad is that, and I think, I think Skepta had a bar about this. I can't remember what song, but this is when Skepta was rapping his ass off. This is when Skepta was hard. Like, that is your best rapping. He's like, if he walks past a white man and he has a nice, and he's got a nice watch on. The man, then, you know what I mean? They salute each other. But like, but he feels more apprehensive walking past somebody of his own skin zone. So, as guys, like, how do you, how do you feel like? Let's say if you've got something nice on you, or do you feel like certain men are trying to, of course, like, kind of size you up? Do you do you ever get that? Because like, it's mad because like, if I'm walking like, let's say I'm walking, I, I always I always wear solo in it. So if I'm walking through, if I see like a bunch of like white users on a night out drunk. I'll walk straight through the middle yeah, no yeah, problem yeah, intimidate me. But if I'm seeing a bunch of man then yeah, I automatically pause my headphones so just so I can hear if why is that? Because again it goes back to the whole respect thing. Mm. You know, especially with them man there, you walk through them, for them it's like he's violated. You know one of those ones with them people they the white dude mm. they're drunk or whatever, they just see a man walking through. Yeah. Essentially from their background. A man walk through us. You know when you sit there with some of them man like he could have walked around, mm. he could have crossed the road, but he didn't. So we must be dickheads. Mm. No one of those ones with them man there, like, you know, bare questions mm. fly into a man's mm. head. Questions that are irrelevant. He could have he walked through us. Because when you know what I mean, like he sh- you know man the like he should have been scared of us. Mm. You know, one of those. This is what yeah. I found in our why, community. Why for a lot of people, scared of us? a lot of people in our community are scared of how people see us in terms of they we they're intimidated of us, but they also feel some type of way when people aren't intimidated. intimidated yeah. They would demand them like this person was comfortable to walk through us. I can't lie. When I you try to the train, I was like, I can't believe you actually had a football dashi to Yeah, and this is so, again. This is why <laughs> I say a lot of things we go through contradict each other because yeah. you're like, I want people to be safe around me. I don't want people to look at me a certain way. And then we get into a certain situations like, why does man feel like he might go violent? No one knows what it's because we find ourselves into exchange. Like for yeah. example, my thing is if somebody walks past me, for example, and they brush past me or barge me, or they step on my shoe, I'm not going to fight you for the fact you stepped on my shoe. It's you how you then deal with it. Oh my bad. A lot yeah. of times, sometimes the panic and fear of people like, oh my bad, bad I'm saying. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, same, same. I just laugh. Yeah. But there are some people that'll do it. I'm thinking, hold on, I thought to drag you by the back of your neck. Have you lost your mind? 
And it's not because Ways of manners. Yeah. yeah, it's just literally because this is the moment and certain things, the way certain me, things happen. Yeah. You walk past me, brush past me on a mad one, you stepped on my shoe, you know full well that you felt it. I don't. Yeah, you feel that you don't care enough or that I'm not of a certain standard that you have to turn around and, and apologize. apologize. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's why for me now, I stopped moving out of the way for people because one thing I realized for me, especially because you know, I'm a bigger guy, go gym or whatever, when you bump into people, you know, especially with no call with people spinning around and everything, <laughs> no one ever takes into a, you know into account that it was the other person that bumped into you. You bumped into them and you know, like when I go gym, bro, I'm in my tracksuit, I've got my thingy on, my jacket on and I look a certain way. So if you don't know, bump into someone and everyone looks around, first thing anyone thinks is, Yes. Whatever happened, he did it. Yeah. It was you. Whatever happened, it was you. And we're living King's Cross with these whole areas on the train. People don't look. Mm. When, when I say people don't just look, anyhow, they just walk anyhow, barge, you don't say nothing. And for me, because, you know, like I'm wary of how people react to certain things, I'm always out there ducking. You know, I was out there ducking. <laughs> Bro, it's Matrix and you know, turning into some bad positions to let people through. And I was like, nah, it's going to a point now, bro. Like, for me, because I know if, I, if you walk past me, if you barge me, I am not moving. You know what I mean? My center of gravity is very low. These legs are on point. Man's not moving. Of course, I am not moving. You now are going to go flying. And you're going to be looking at me like, oh my God, but it was you. It was you that wasn't looking at where you're going. But because of me and how people look at me, I have to be wary. Or people bump into me and I have to apologize. Yeah. No one at all because because people are looking around. I always, I always thought that. Even I remember even one guy tweeted, oh, I can't remember his app, but shout out to you. He tweeted something. He goes, he's at a bus stop here and, he's, and, the, and the lady's there. And he, He's in a dilemma, like, he wants, he wants to be underneath the shelter because it's bare raining, but he doesn't want to freak her out. So a man's standing in the rain. And I've been in a situation where sometimes I want to get home, I'm tired, I'm cold, or I need to use the toilet. And you know me, I'll power walk in it. But if I see a woman, I walk bare, slow, because I don't want to move her. Yeah, but so, no, but sometimes I'm thinking, it's, hard, it's, it's a hard thing because you obviously don't want to freak something out, but then you're thinking, right, I know I'm not, I'm not a criminal. Like, I'm not coming to do harm. Mm. Why? Because I happen to be a black male, that it's not my fault that society has conditioned you to think I'm a threat. I just want to go home, bro. Like, or I want to go catch the train. I'm about to miss the train, and it's a very, very difficult, um, difficult balance to strike. But and I thought what he said, and got to a point where now I don't care anymore. I've had enough. Like even yesterday, I went to, I made the mistake of going to Asda during peak Saturday hours, yeah. And everything in everything Asda's move is so dumb. Bare slow, bumping into you. Mm. And I thought, yeah, I've got time. I'm just going to move my trolley, and if it hits you. Is what, is what it is. Mm. But you know when these people move like they're trying to kill does, them. If it does hit you, I'll apologise as well. This no, I thought that I went apologise. I was going to eat for a ticket today. If I'm doing it, like my thing, I'm not going to move out the way for you. However, if I'm doing something, I'm, I'm you're on your path. I expect you to apologise to me. I'm on my path. If I bump into you, I'll be like, right, my bad, cool. Yeah. If at that point you want to take it further, then we have an issue. Yeah. But if it's my bad, yeah. I don't worry, bro. Keep it moving. I'm, 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 just, I'm just tired of us always being treated as as some sort of threat to society. Yeah, cool. and, and there's nothing. There's nothing that we can do. Like for example, like. Raheem Sterling, like they put another article today saying, "What did he buy this time? He, he shops in Primark. He, he bought, so he he bought, bought, bought a wardrobe from Primark or something, something ridiculous like he that." Shops in Primark. So when he buys an expensive car, when he's earning two hundred grand a week, you cuss him. You got shops in Primark. You cuss him. What's he supposed to do? You sit there and you look at some of these things. You, you can't move, win man. in certain move, things. It's difficult. Move. It is difficult for us, and it, it, it's like. I can't even say too much on it. The situation that ended up with me being mm. in custody. Mm. I I paid a year's travel card. I bought an annual travel card. I'm coming from work in my suit. You're getting violated. So I'm getting violated. Yep. On a train, and the thing is, since then, I've gone and I've asked every single attendant at the barriers. Mm. I'm like, in this situation, am I correct? 
course you are. Mm. So you're not. Alright, thank you. Mm. But in that situation, who ended up getting violated? Who ended up getting in trouble? And, 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 and you know who has to prove? Who has to prove? I know there's a certain demographic that, um, especially the female segment, that if you ever say you've ever breathed, they just throw the aggression card out at you and instant. you're in trouble. Instant, instant trouble. Instant. instant trouble. You can't defend yourself. You can't be normal. It's instant aggression and it's quite tiring to it's face as a It seems like culture, bro. In, as an African, in fact, black people in general, we're very expressive in how we mm. do. Like me talking on this very podcast, you can't see it. But a lot of us talk with our hands. Yeah. So if I'm coming at you and I'm like, and I'm expressive and especially if I'm emotive about what I'm saying, my hands will probably be going as well. trying to punch me. Instantly, it's like, you know, yeah, he was throwing his hands around. It was very intimidating. So like, hold on, wait a second. What makes it intimidating? Because my voice isn't high-pitched? Because my hands are in the air and I'm expressing myself? Or because I'm six foot and black? Which one is it? Because if I was a five foot five, non-black male. <laughs> Non-icy free. Non, non-black male. And, you know, I was just there timid. And I'm saying the exact same thing. In the same tone. In the same tone. Well, when you got these drunken guys that'll be there and they're kicking stuff and rowdy, bro, I, I've been at work like, oh, and I'm, I'm seeing women cool. scream to the head tops. If I scream to the head tops, but FBI are coming out, they Scott and Yard, James Bond is coming to the building, you know. James Bond, Jack Bauer are coming to, 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 to collect man. Do you feel me? It's like little things like that, and that's I think that's probably one of the hardest things mm. to deal with, where you have to constantly be thinking twice or three times about anything that you say or do in order to try and avoid that perception. Or like Keith said earlier on a second ago, we are the ones that have to go and prove beyond reasonable doubt that I am not, not that a stereotype threat. Yeah. or that threat that you have. And that shouldn't be the case. What happened to innocent till proven? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's mad because like, obviously as a, as a black and African or black and Caribbean or if you're a mix of the two, um, male, you have to balance all these different things that you have mm. to be that provider. Even, even if it's in your personality, you do not want to be that alpha male type guy you have to because if you want to be valued by your peers and by women because obviously we like to date and just everybody wants to have a lady of some sort I assume at one point in their life that you do know you want to have the best opportunity to achieve whatever you want to achieve and your your masculinity is intrinsically tied to your value and it's also intrinsically tied to your safety but at the same time you have to now know how to tone it down in certain environments because it can be detrimental to your success or to how people view you or to perception so it's a very, very different, different, difficult paradox to judge. But to round up, I want to talk about um, kind of like more solution and action points that we've embarked on to kind of help us not only unlearn, but have better live lives. Because obviously I'm sure there's going to be a lot of mm. young black geezers listening to this and, and ladies who have like significant others or brothers or friends or dads, the information that they could pass on, maybe look at differently. I think one of the main things that helped me... Um, especially in recent years is actually the friendship circle and the people I keep around me so key Um, and the reason I say that is there are situations where on your own your instincts kick in Mm -hmm. when you have a group of people your instincts might have kicked in maybe two out of the four people's instincts have kicked in but there's two of them that may be able to have a kind of more come on bro so like relax so for example there are times when I have kicked off at something and maybe Ayo has come and gone bro you stupid come on man really leave it it's not worth it no. okay maybe not you because you're just banned the flames I can't lie there's people that literally will come and leave me back or it's like it goes even the things that we're talking about earlier I feel comfortable within my friendship circle even if I'm not talking to a partner or my parents or anywhere else I feel that if I come to the group chat 
Now talk to woman them and say, yo, listen, look, let me speak this peak right now. Mm. I don't feel like I'm being judged mm. for coming in and saying, yo, it's peak. If anyone can help me out, like, mm. <laughs> help me out. Or those kind of things. Or like, I've got friends that are doing well. But at the same time, we have a level. It's like, yeah, you know what, yeah. Hold tight, you. I'm not coming out because you lot are doing that, but I can't afford that. So, mm, right. yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. No one feels a certain way. Yeah. And those kind of things make it. There's not the pressure, first of all, to go and do things to get yourself in certain situations. So, address the friendship circle that you're in is probably one of the main things mm. I would do. One, you're not getting that pressure. Two, when you are maybe going astray, or you know, you have people that feel comfortable to come and help you out, they mm. will do. Um, and I guess in terms of the career stuff and how you're perceived in outside there are certain things that yes we do do that does perpetuate that stereotype mm. which i think we also need to take some responsibility upon ourselves mm. to then say all right fine how can i how can i reveal that in now i may go to work with earrings i've, I've just done dreadlocks like i if if you want to describe the, the, <laughs> the stereotypical threat that these people see it'll probably be me mm. but at the same time, I've learned how to go into a work environment and maybe tone it down a little bit and understand, okay, fine, I can get that respect without having to gain the respect the same way I would in different environments. On, on road. Yeah. Um, I can talk to you in an assertive way, but be very, very, very polite. Yeah. But you will know that actually, you know what the way he's it's talking, it's not, it's not going to run. Yeah, it's not running. I'll kill you with intelligence. I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna poke. You're not going to. <laughs> no, 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 like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you, you're not gonna poke holes in what I'm telling you right. and those kind of things. So I think for me, that's how I've been able to get around that. And I said, my CV. If I put my CV, for example, in front of you now, mm-hmm. you can't turn around and talk smack. I, what I've done, my body of work in terms of my career and stuff is there. Man, what my discography, P. Yeah, multi multi Grammy winner. You asked me anything, and flex I'm, like I'm Chris Brown. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I got five gold rings. <laughs> But yeah, so all, that, all of that kind of stuff is how I feel that we can help. And I think if you're a young black man as well, almost these stereotypes are going to be there regardless. Make sure you build yourself to a point where you outweigh these stereotypes, mm. whereby, yes, they may have a slight hindrance, but mm. they won't stop you in what mm. you're doing. And I think that's what we've been able to do. If you look at what we've been able to do, mm. yep. I've done it in my career. Keith has been able to do it in his career. Mm. You've done that in mm. your career mm. where you're able to do what you're doing. And people may have these views of you, but they can't stop you. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Keith? Um, self-awareness. And I think, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where for a lot of people, they need to look at where we can change in ourselves you see what I mean where we take responsibility mm-hmm. for you know what I mean like I tell people like the stereotypes yeah? the accountability there's, there's stereotypes I tell people where there's a basis mm-hmm. certain stereotypes mm-hmm. and people think when they hear the word stereotype they'll be ha ha mm-hmm. like no you know what I mean if you do certain things and you behave a certain way you do fit into mm-hmm. a certain stereotype so for me there were certain things I used to do certain ways I used to behave and I had to unlearn those as I kind of went along mm-hmm. so if I was to teach people like me I was like be very self-aware mm-hmm. When you know yourself, it's very easy to navigate your environment. You know when people are taking the piss and you know when you can sit there in a situation and think, I may be the one that's in the wrong. Mm. And I tell people that's one of the most important things you will learn in life, yeah. knowing when you are in the wrong. Mm. It's as important as knowing when you're in the right because yeah. it makes life easy. Because at certain times, have you ever been in a situation where you're just moving like, nah, and then you, later on you're like, ah, oh, 
that was actually me, you know. Mm, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But for a lot of people, no. Keep Nowadays, it's, it's always the other person. And in the environment that we live in, one thing I do find is with a lot of people is they know exactly what all the hurdles are. This happens, you know what I mean? Like, they won't let us do this. They won't let us do that. They won't or, or they see us like this. I'm like, cool. So you have all of this information. Why are you still doing certain things? Because I tell people, like, we know that we are at disadvantage. So we need to navigate the system yeah. differently. If you sit, you know, when I have certain conversations with people, like, you know exactly where every single hurdle is. Mm. Why do you keep bumping into them? Mm. You know, one of those ones where I know that if I go out there, they're going to treat me as a black man, like ABC, like when you drive and you mm. sit there, like, if I have a nice car and I look a certain way, they're going to stress me. It's one of those ones where I can treat it one way could be belligerent and it is what it is they stop me they stop me but my thing is if i don't want mm. to get stopped mm. i then think okay you know what i mean i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do that because i just don't want to stress mm. if you sit there and you've decided i don't want what comes with this i'll sit there and i was like you know what it's not worth it it's not that big of a deal you know what i mean i will now make it very hard for police to stress me mm. you know one of those ones where this is why i tell people like when i look at the police like i want to make it as hard as possible i know that they're racist i know that they want to get me I am not making it easy for them. When you, when, you know what I mean? For you to get me, you need to go out of your, you know one of those ones where you need to outright jump out on me or say, <laughs> stop because you're black. You know one of those ones where I stopped you because you're black. So I want to do everything even, in even my power. Even if they do stop you, your tires are yeah, perfect. Everything my insurance is, is there. My every, what are you going to do with me? Here you go. I'll lay it out in front of you. Mm. Look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue back or whatever. I'm not gonna be like, oh, this way. Because I know. Then that's going to give them exactly, and I tell people because I know how that affects me. I tell people we know how it works. So because we know how it works, we need to navigate it accordingly. I tell people I wish we lived in an ideal world where it wasn't a certain way, but it is a. It is a certain way. So you as a person have to be smart enough to learn. Trust me, with me, even when I'm in working environments and stuff like that, I know where I look at certain things, and I think to myself, once I get to a certain level. I can do whatever I like. Yeah, but until then? You know what I'm saying? Until then, I play certain, you know, I play along, I play along. Once I get to a certain level when you can't get rid of me, it is what it is. Like when, Rihanna, sw- when Rihanna switched it up, I loved it. Yeah. This is it, you know what I mean? Because you've reached a certain level. But I was like, as black people, not, same thing I tell my little sister, tell me, so same thing I tell my little brother. In this world, you need to learn how to navigate the world mm. accordingly. You look around you, you see what I'm saying? You see, you know what I mean? Create a map and you know where everything is. Mm. You're like, I want to get there, so I have to go through here, here, here. If you're not comfortable with doing, you know what I mean? All the things that I've mentioned, cool. You've now got your map and like, I have to go this way. Mm. I don't really like being told what to do. I'm not good with instructions. I'm not good with doing nine to five, so I created my own thing. Mm. You see one of those ones where yeah. for me, I was like, I couldn't survive over there so I've had to go this way and create my own thing but you have to plan as you go along I tell people it's not just gonna you know what I mean it's gonna happen and that's one thing this conversation that I have with younger black guys and stuff like that these men don't even know where they want to go man talk about bring me into what bring you in on from this DM I get all the time what do you do bring man in or like what do I bring you in on you're not Asking I want you to bring, want you to bring them on in peace. This is it. But man, the one talking about, yeah. hey, I do A, B, C, and D. Yeah. I do get people that say that, but a certain man is like, bring me. Man's not saying I do A, B, C, and D, and you could help me with boom, boom, boom. Man's bring me. Mm. Bring to, where bring am I you. taking you to? Like, where are you going? You don't even know where you're going. Bro. I tell you, let's go cut right now. But this is it with them, man. Man, like, bring me. And I get that a lot from, you know what I mean? A community man will bring me, bring me, bring you in on what does that mean? Mm. Where's your plan? Plan, you move forward. For me, I dropped out of uni after like two months. And whenever I say that to people, it's like, oh, but you do all of these things. I'm like, just because I dropped out of uni doesn't mean I stopped learning. Mm. When I left uni, the burden of learning and teaching 
It's now on me. Mm. It's now, you know what I mean? I want to do this. I'm not going to go to uni. So for me to get from A to B is on me. Mm. I need to educate myself. I need to learn every single thing that I need to learn to get there. Mm. Now, bro, I speak at unis every day. I was in uni for two months max. Mm. The rest of the time I was spent doing crap. You've been in uni more time now than you were. Don't you. <laughs> but again, so when I have this conversation with people, it's like, bro, it's mad how, you know, mm. you didn't go to uni. And I'm like, bro, that means I stopped learning. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I was out there grafting. And it's even, it was even harder for me because I don't have people on my back. Yeah, telling to, me to, to, to do learn. this or the exam. No, you know what I mean. It was that. It's all on you. You teach yourself. It's now how much do you want this? Mm. And I'm doing a, you know, I'm going down the lane where like there's no course. There's no, you know, with your course. Mm. If you're doing a course, you know what I mean. The whole thing is there's syllabus, laid out. You're going to need yeah. this syllabus. You're going to need this book. book, book. Mm. The group I went down, bro. I'm the first person I know doing things the way I do them. It's trial and error. Every mm. single step of the way, it could go left at mm. any point. And do you man know how much error there was in this trial stuff? Mm. There was more error than trial, bro. <laughs> <laughs> trial, just mostly just error, error, error trial. Bro, bro, that's what I tell people. Like, that's what it was for me. Like, mm. I had to learn the hard way as I went along. I made a lot of mistakes. I took bare L's. There were certain times I call up Ed, bro. I was like, I'm tired of this, man. Like, there's certain times I tell Ed, bro, like, I'm finished. Right. Like, there's, you know, you're like, there's nothing left in the tank, fam. Like, you know, like, I've had the worst bad, week. No, no, like, sometimes it feels like I'm just running in the same place, mm. or you feel like you've moved forward and everything, mm. it, you know what I mean? I just had to keep going until I got to a certain point. And I remember I said to the man, once I get to that point, there's, you know what I mean? There's, there's no, no going back, back. but I just need to get to that point. It was like, I need to do whatever I need to do to get there. And I put the work in, and once I got myself there, you know what I mean? And I tell people, you, just like you were saying, the people you're around is one of the most important things, you know? You learn from the people you're around. And when I say, I surrounded me with, I, I, I surrounded myself with very intelligent, forward-moving people in different fields and different aspects of life. Mm. Not everyone, because most people think when you surround yourself with people, they listen to this whole thing about all of the people around you, you know, need to be, mm. you know, CEOs of this place no. and that place. I want my, my mentor works for this place, boom, boom, boom. For me, I looked around myself and I was like, cool. These are the certain qualities and these are the things I want to learn. And I look for people or people around me mm. with those kind of qualities and stuff like that with you, man. You know what I mean? Like, when it comes to thinking you know critical critical thinking and stuff like that that's every that's something all people like in our group everyone has yeah. that and you everyone see, has different values mm -hmm. i mean different different skill sets so there's certain things that i know that if i need certain piece of advice or i need something to help me think about something i'll go to io there are certain times when i've come to you there are times when i occasionally go to <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we all have yeah, skill set. But most people think for you to move forward, uh, you know, to get advice, to have yeah. mentors, there has to be some people and some, no, 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 you know, no, I mean, no. some higher. I'm like, bro, the people no, around you not. are, you know, I mean, they're, they're screwed on for me. Shams, Tunde, all of these people are my friends. Yeah, yeah, these are my people. You see what I mean? Like those are the relationships that I built up because I know that you know it's down to conversations. For me, there's one of um, our friends. He was actually on the podcast, Andrew. Um, I remember me and him had a conversation and he was showing me about kind of affiliate thingies and we sat there and we just had a conversation and for me I'm one of those people that you may give me advice and I don't take I may not take the advice the way you gave it to me but I'll take things from it mm. so when he spoke to me all I took from the conversation is you need multiple streams of income everything else I blanked out because mm -hmm. I was like I'm not interested in any aspect but this conversation it's just taking me idea, yeah. yeah and from then on I set up different things and stuff like that where I need this 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 and this no matter what happens there's that there's that there's that there's that there's that and I took that so what happens is and I always tell people if people give you advice they love they'll they'll give you more advice if you do something with what they tell yeah, you right. you know what i mean like have you ever spoken to someone and you're like fuck giving you advice bro Fam, you, you know what I told you, you don't do nothing told you three times already you do nothing with it yeah like if you come up to me with well, leave him i swear 
there you go. First time, I'll give you advice. Second time, yeah. And then you come to Snapchat, yeah. And exactly, and it gets to a point where you don't. It's the same thing with the people around you. People are more inclined to help you or give you advice. You see that every single time I give you advice, you take it on board some way, somehow, and you move forward. So it doesn't feel like you're just talking. You know, sometimes you feel like I'm just talking into the air, bro. Yeah. So I tell people stuff like that is important. You surround yourself with people. You take information in you do something with that information and i'm not saying that everything you take from people you use or it's going to be worth it but like i said there's always something there you know mm. i mean you show your value as well and i tell people it's not no freebies there's no freebies in this freebies actually trust me and people are i need help with what's in it for me in terms of and when i say what's in it for me it's literally like are you going to do something with it because certain people i help because it makes me feel good when they succeed mm. you're not succeeding i ain't get anything out of this mm. you know <laughs> for me it was a waste of my time yeah well, you know what i'm saying i tell people even my mental pool bro like when we got into the situation we've been millionaire from god knows where who had no business you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he could have chosen not to help me and it wouldn't have affected him in any way any way shape or form we started yeah. talking he took to me you know what i mean and he took on board that i was someone that was willing or hungry to, i was hungry and he knew that what he tells me i will take on if he says yeah he's seen me go from trust me one time i called him up bro and i was like i'm thinking of going back on the road the dude's like boom 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 and you know what i mean it came on point, but this is it because I was taking in the advice and stuff like that and moving forward. Some people, they just want, I don't know if they want you to just give them some map and you're like, if you yeah. go and dig over there, there's a hundred bags in there. And you're, nah, what I'm telling you is, all I, this map is telling you that, yeah, don't go there, there, because there's that trap there. I knows what's on the other end. Yeah. What I'm telling you is I can tell you what all the traps are. Yeah. That's what I can tell you. I can't tell you where the money is, yeah. but I can tell you what to avoid as you go along. It's because th- there's no blueprint. A exactly. lot of people believe there's a blueprint. No. Oh, right, you've done it. All right, cool. How did you do that? There's a blueprint everybody we have. Everybody this, is, this is what worked and for me. <coughs> there's no blueprint at all. Yeah. You got you tell, trust me, even when we look at, I tell you like, Bill Gates can give you a million page book on how he did every he single did, thing every single did. step bro. try to do the exact same what he, hey, it, won't it won't happen for you because you are not him yeah. your environment is not the same your situation and some people this is it and that's why certain times when people go and try and create what you've created they think it's going to work because all, all it took is oh he did that you know what I mean and the rebels and this is it and that's what happened to people because they don't take yeah. it even when we started doing podcasting and stuff like mm-hmm. in the early stages and all of this I think for a lot of people they looked at it it's, it's a podcast these men are doing a podcast it's just, I've been doing radio for how many years before the podcast on topic when we were doing that on radio that's from five years ago yeah. you know one of those ones where, so for me it's one of those things when I did my podcast and I got into this this was something that was in line with what I was doing mm. essentially so it wasn't one of those ones where it's something that I just woke up and did mm. essentially so sometimes when people ask me for advice I just tell them what I did essentially I'm like this is how I started and boom 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 and for you I'm not saying you have to go through the same route because that's how I did it mm. so for me I didn't just land on or it's not one of those ones where I just woke up and I was like, let me do this. Like it was in line with what I was originally doing essentially. And for me, because I looked at the vision and stuff and I told you, man, that my biggest thing was I wanted to be myself. Right. Essentially, I, was like, I talk a lot. Like literally, what all we do is talk. Even when you look in the band, man, all we do is talk and we can talk for days. And that's what it was like. We're always talking, we're always having these conversations. Let's bring other people into the conversation. Mm. And that's how our podcast came about. Mm. So it's like, let's bring in people, these golden conversations that we have. Mm. No, tell people for a fact they would pay money to be part of the conversations that we have mm. in secret. Yeah. You know, one of the conversations, the ones we have, when we talk about real life shit, these people would pay serious peace to be part of these mm. conversations. And that's how our podcast and stuff came about mm. because we came from that kind of environment. We, we've been doing this. They just wake up for, yeah, yeah. I'm on your podcast, that's what other people do. Exactly. And I was like, if that's the reason you want to do stuff, it's not going to it's not it's work for you. You wake up and you want to do something because it's what you want to do. And trust me, some people are like, I'm still, you know what I mean? I've been I've seeing podcasts popping, I've been thinking of doing it, and boom. And I was like, that's already, if you need me to tell you what you, what you need to do the podcast on, you're, it's already you're, left. Yeah, you know, one of those. Nothing. 
Yeah. Like, a lot of the time, I think, if you look at the success of things that you've done, like the three shots, for example, people may see it and think that it's a group of three guys that randomly pulled together to do a podcast. Ooh. Even the people around this table, I've known Keith for, what, 10 years almost? Yeah, probably. Yeah. you for going on almost 15, mm-hmm. 15, 16 years. So, that kind of, that kind of relationship and that kind of bond that's even built up from there, that all culminates into the final product. product. Oh, 10,000 hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know we I mean? put in the 10,000 hours. The things that you're talking about, you can't talk about with just a random person. Yeah. So you haven't got that kind of, that vibe. That rapport. To, to, to the rapport to yeah. build up a brand like that. Yeah. Or I haven't got the business relationship with you because I haven't been around you for that long. I don't yeah. know the ins and outs of how your mind works. Whereas yeah. if you've been with somebody and known somebody for that long, even little things like that, Oh, what happens in natural? So, like you said, if you have to give somebody the idea and say, "Okay, we'll make your podcast about this," talk about X, then it's already yeah. gone wrong. Yeah. It should be something that you are both comfortable to talk about, or both, or whoever it is. Yeah. Or you should. It should come. And if you know each other, and this is it with us, this is why we think you have to have a free conversation about this because we know each other well enough to literally. Yeah, know like, this is it. Yeah, yeah, this is it. We know what I know. What I can't. I can say. I can't say. I know. What I. You know. What I mean. I know what. Ayo doesn't like, I know what it doesn't like, you know what I mean? They know what I don't like, they know what would annoy me, I know what to say to get a funny response out of Ayo. But we know what to do within reason yeah, in terms yeah. of we can push the boundaries, yeah, you know what I mean, for yeah. entertainment, where, but we, because we know each other very well, we'd never do anything that's yes. like coming across the line. Yeah, or yeah, because we know each other very well, mm. I know that I can never say anything out of turn on a podcast because I know the mandem very well. Mm. When you pull in random people and you say something sometimes, you know, a person's looking at you like, wait till you, wait till you finish. <laughs> you know, one of those, <laughs> no one, someone's looking at you like, I'm unplugging shit, you know, <laughs> so you think you could talk to me like, but this is it. Again, for us, that's why our thing works because we know the rapport, the relationship, the, you know what I mean? Everything is right. And some people, that's why when I see people auditioning for people on the podcast or social media, I'm like, oh, this wow, might, I'm like, this may not go to plan because you know what I mean? You don't know each other from anywhere. But you're going to sit there with three oh, people you don't know. Pop, you want things pop? Let's do a Let's podcast. Do, you know what I mean? People don't take in. You know, views like, uncut. Yeah. Broad, authentic views. No. Because yeah, someone will say something and you're like, but I live like that. Like, <laughs> you're like, whoa. Like, no, my no, mum does that. I'm getting kind of mad right now. I'm getting kind of mad. You know when I was going to stick to the facts. Stick to the facts. And this is what people don't understand. When you do certain things, bro, it has to make sense. I tell people it has to make sense. Are you doing it for the right reasons? And if you are doing stuff for the right reasons, even if it doesn't go to plan or it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to, you learn from the next one. You know what I mean? It's not something you just walk up today and want to do this just you know for the sake of doing it it's what people are doing right now people are selling hair so let me just start selling hair but you don't know why this person like some people even when i look at things like when people started selling drugs or whatever you know and you're like oh, he sells drugs and it works or whatever for him and first and foremost you're like he's, let's say his brother's the plug or whatever so he gets this food on consignment you see what i mean he has unlimited time to pay it back because it's his brother <laughs> yeah go to the plug now he's telling you i'm peace back in three days <laughs> you see what i'm saying just different things but when i tell people these variables they just see these things and they just want to be part of it you're like you don't know what that person's circumstances yeah. You don't know why that person chose to do this. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? For me, my field works because I knew exactly that. I'm good at networking. I'm good at meeting people. I'm good at getting myself into places. You know I me. Mean? Once I start a conversation with the right person, that's it. That's game over. That's, li- that's literally, literally, literally. I knew that if I put myself in, that's why I do what I do. It wouldn't work for everyone. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Some people couldn't survive in the environment because this is it, bro. There's days when I work up, there's work today. Mm. Not work tomorrow, mm. you know what I mean? But I have to quickly adapt. You know, one of those ones where so I'm quick on my feet, mm. which is why it works for me. If you're one of those people that's not quick on your feet and you can't, you know what I mean, can't build, you're screwed. 
that's why I do what I do. You know what I mean? I couldn't like I said, I couldn't work in an office. I couldn't, bro. I got an internship with IHG when I came out of you know college. You see what I mean? I was working in marketing, the mm-hmm. office, everything. Citibank did that for a little bit. I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> my friends are out there living life, bro. I'm sitting in an office. You know what I mean? Like, no, because yeah, well, for some people, like my parents, they loved it. I was in the street, bro. I had my own office at 18. Mm. For them, it's wavy. Mm. For me, it's like, I don't like yeah. this. You know what I mean? And give it six months to a year, I'm going to get fired. Because mm. they're going to realize that I don't want to be here. Self-awareness is so key. In terms of- yeah, I realized that this isn't for me. Mm. So I've gone down a different path, which made things a little harder. So if your parents are looking at you like, you quit that job to come here and be a bum <laughs> with no plan. You see, that's how they saw it. You're, you're, you're a bum. You're not doing it. But you know when you're like, I know exactly what I want to do. It's going to take me a while to get there. Like, who's going to look after you? And you know little things like that with your parents. Mm. So for me, I was lucky enough that stuff took started working mm. when it did because mm. I feel like my time was running out <laughs> you know and your no, dad's no, like, like boy. you know your dad's looking at you like boy and this is it when I left my parents house and stuff what, that was for me I felt that was the final stage I was like I'm stressed here there's no room for me to stress my mind my, mm. just, bro, I took what little money I had moved into this place you know what I mean and everything's been calm since think about it bro look, look my stress that's, level that's definitely your environment makes a difference um, yeah. what, what, what I'll say in terms of like advice for people is that one thing I've always had self-awareness I'm quite lucky in that regards yeah. always had self-awareness but I have I have a very big issue with pride being Nigerian and Yoruba in the first one <laughs> so it's like knowing how to navigate your pride and being around people that it will make like taking a step away from your pride worth it you see what I'm saying like like the people around me that sometimes I might not be as prideful and that's because I value them. So I think the auditing, I would call it the auditing process. You have to audit, you have to treat the people around you like they are flipping accounting um, um, accounting books. You have to audit them because, because especially as, as a man, if you know that, you know that bra, like me opening up and vulnerable is not something normal to me. You can't be around a woman that's on a moist You can't be around a woman that's going to feel entitled and feel upset that you want to open up to her. You have to be around a woman that is going to kind of understand that and eventually she's going to find ways to kind of slow unlock that and still and still cherish the information given her and, and it's safe with her, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you've heard a girl going, oh yeah, yeah, oh, that, I used to talk to this boy, he's bare moist, man. Don't, you're fool if you go there. Yeah. You're fool because eventually that'll be you. That's, yeah. That'll be you. You can't, imagine not being like somebody you want to be like your wife long term. I'm, I'm sure for young is a bit out of the way, but somebody you're willing to share a person with or a house with and you can't trust them, that's mad. And even your even your friends like try to be there. Trust bit. them not to moist you. you to moist you, yeah. Imagine that. That's what you're scared of in your yeah. relationship. That actually might bad you. Yeah, and in terms of your friends, you got all that your friends like um you want you want to have people around you that actually gonna care. And also remember that people show care, attention, and time in different ways. With me, how I show affection is with my time and with like with money. Like I don't have a person. Like if Ed hollers me, I've got fifty bar left because my brother fifty bar. I'll give Ed fifty bar and work it out myself. That's that's the way I show affection. Like, I'm not the most. Oh, give me a hug. Like, that's not really. That's not really me. Man's Yoruba. You get me? Like we don't do them things there. <laughs> but even still, I'm trying to unlearn that. So now, when I go and see my dad, I will give my dad a hug. Like that's that's something that's changed the last year or so. And I said back in the day we used to tap guns. Yeah, yeah, but like um, just trying to like. Just trying to find different ways, and as a person, you got to under. You got, I'm very analytical, so I'm able to understand how people show affection. Like Ed, he's a, he's a very much of a giver. Keith is very much somebody that if he's got an opportunity to bust you, like keep busting an opportunity, and it helps you at a very good time. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has their ways. And I think a lot of things, a lot of problem that us men have here is that in because of how society has kind of kind of organized the dynamic between men and women, 
women aren't as pressured to be as attentive to us so they don't even know our love languages mm-hmm. or and sometimes as a guy you may feel like you don't feel adequate she's not really clocking that okay cool yeah you bought her these pairs those ones are but you understand that me that was i show and, oh, and yeah. that's and that's 70 pounds i didn't really i couldn't really afford it but like so that's what i wanted to show how i feel about I, it and too. some people take it for granted don't ever don't i'm telling you do not ever allow anybody unless it includes your own damn mum to let you feel inadequate as a person don't don't it's not it's not worth it no no nobody on this earth is worth your happiness nobody nobody's worth your happiness and peace i'm tired 75 percent of people commit suicide on men i was watching i was watching seven seconds so spoiler alert yeah if you haven't seen this then boy i'm under a young taser about you yeah um there's this one of the guys yeah he lost his job in it and he's always been the one to provide for the family he's still pretending to go work and i've seen this and like and and, and, and and it's this is type of thing because people might start to see, but as, if you're not living that scenario, like you've been heralded as this sort of provider, been able to do X, Y, and Z, that is how your value's been tied in. For you to say otherwise can change it. Like I've seen, read stories, heard it at work, seen it on social media, watched it on films when the man who's been really successful, things go bad, he goes bankrupt, and the woman dips with the yeah. kids. Yeah. That's another thing. And I think having to unlearn the I must support myself entirely as well as other people where sometimes like, you need support as well you know what I mean? yes and, and so in that situation where so people, like, I look up for my family like, for, for, for getting don't, don't worry about me and I must say I've always been that type of person I've Same. always been like alright you know what it's not my you don't have to support me oh but why didn't you tell me this because it's not your business it's your family and for it leave it I, I got this but it's um, and that comes down to like you said but there's situations where somebody might be doing well things go bad and then suddenly this person's dipping or it's like oh you're not doing anything to fix this you're like hold on whoa do you know what I mean man I know that whoa do you no. know how much pressure I put on myself to try and fix this mm-hmm. then you're coming to tell me that I'm not doing anything and people to don't fix understand it. like the feeling that comes behind it just like you said with the man like yeah. I've never been yeah. in a situation where let's say a man has never been in a situation where he can't provide for his family mm. like first and foremost my mind has to process that like, as much as I wanna when, you know when something hits you to the point where sometimes you freeze like mm. deer in the headlights mm. no like you, a deer knows that my legs work when this happens I jump when mm. the headlights hit it and it panics yeah. legs stop working mm. you know what I mean I'm in a situation I've never been in I just mm. get tired I go to sleep like bug the time when I literally just sleep I don't know what to do and I sleep Bruh, mm. literally you're a deer caught in the headlights mm. things don't work and people are looking at you like for me I used to have that because of how I am as a person in relationships and stuff like that where certain things used to translate a certain way because I show my I love my affection mm. you know what i mean that i care through different things mm. things that aren't the same as other people so i i tell people if you judge me based on how you show affection how you you're show love, how you, do, you, you know what i mean you're gonna mess up because you're gonna look at me and it's gonna look like i'm not doing anything because you based it on how you would mm. do those certain things so for me it's little things that i used to sit there and i used to get frustrated because for me i was like you don't even see that i'm putting in all of this effort you know how many things that I guys do anyone else. guys yeah like I'll say a good seventy-five to eighty percent in the in all the relationships I felt that way. Do you know that's, do you know that's insane? Mm. Do you know that's 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 actually, that's actually insane. Don't mind. There's obviously plenty of faults that um, the stereotypical man may have, and I'm I'm, I'm excusing for some kind of sort of talking jazz. I don't actually care. Yeah, yeah I'm not interested in that. <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tell my listener, man, don't care. Man don't care. Tell them faults to your pastor, but like. You know how mad it is to feel being in a relationship and f- like literally your well-being, your feelings, your happiness 
is always secondary in that relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not on parity. Like you're not you're not both striving for parity. No. It's always secondary. So that's why I say always prioritize happiness because there's plenty of women out there, plenty of men who like in terms of like friendship, um, mentorship that are willing to learn you, mm-hmm. be be a value to you, be a net. Va- I always say I always say to people, are you an, are you a liability or asset to somebody? Yeah. Are you if I take away all the if I take away all the bad from the good. It's a number positive or negative. If the number is negative, they have to squash. Yeah. Even if it's your mum or your dad, bro, they have to bounce. Yeah. They have to bounce because you only have one life. It's not like Paul G. If you die, you can't, you can't tap square. It's not a respawn. Like. <laughs> you know what I mean? No sense with beans, bro. No extra life. You tell people no extra life. No nothing. No, you don't you? So, and, 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 I'm, and I'm very, that's why it's funny because I've never been the one to talk, Ed, Ed known me the longest now. I've never been the one to talk about emotional stuff. But because I know I can articulate myself well, yeah. and when I get challenges, I can shoot them down with either facts mm-hmm. or logic. That's why I am using this small, small platform to kind of guard myself. To get my information. To, to, to let people know and to let other guys know you don't have to tolerate this shit. Yeah. You, do, you do not have to tolerate being True. second best in a relationship. You don't have to tolerate yeah. Because that's how society is always. Yeah. yeah, that's why people, you know what I mean? That, that's actually male, that's actually feminism, just when men do it. People always get that wrong. Mm. But I was saying, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Trust me, we were told with their man, they started that many different trends. I was like, you niggas don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you might yeah. not even troll properly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get a troll game up, be yeah. But this is it, because yeah. in society, it's always, you know, kind of conditioned, you know, just like even with the Titanic, you know what I mean? Women and children first. And they're like, but. I don't want to die. <laughs> they don't you know, to, you take the no. in there, bro, like. What? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anything happens, you go first. So because we've been, you know, conditioned to live like that, where you protect the family, so now you get into, you know, you just started talking to a girl, and she expects you like we are not in no relationship, we're not invested in any way, and you already want me to put you before me. Yeah, like nice. there's no investment. You're not invested in me in any way. You know what I mean? You're talking to six other guys, but you want me to put you first. Mm. You have to take. You know one of those ones where it's like, are you serious? And even from and even from, the, from your boy's perspective, like if you're on a low, your boy shouldn't be looking at you. Like, raw, like, man used to have that big whip. Or man, no, people should be like, F that, don't worry, you, you'll, you'll bounce back. Okay, we're going to help you out where they can. And just all, basically, people actually give a flying F about you. People actually care about you, whoever your name are, as a human being. Because I'm getting very, very frustrated and tired of how, men we're allowing ourselves to be basically robots yep. that are designed to go, pam as many women as possible. Make as much money as possible. Provide and that's repeat, how people repeat. See. And if you bump into another man, we must fight. Like we're not, we're not robots. We're not like cyborgs, bro. We're not, we're not Saiyans, fam. We're not, we're not built to reproduce some scuff. Well, technically, we are. But um, you know, what was there. So yeah, that's my thing. Audit your friends. Audit, audit, audit. And as as Keith said, self awareness. Hundred percent. But we're gonna leave it at that, guys. Where can we? Okay, where, where do you wanna be found on social media? Yeah, they can find me, man. I'm here. Okay, so what's your what's your face? I'm out there. Underscore the phantasma. How do you spot that? Because nobody, 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 nobody ever actually. Because no one can find your yeah, stupid app. Change that. Underscore. It's the underscore. Change it, bro. Just change it. Underscore the. You need help spelling that. Yes. T H E. Because you know, if you're a bit salty, you might spell D A. Yeah. It's T H E F A N T A S. M A. You no, know, I don't find it mad at the way you actually spell things out loud, like raw. Like, I did that. You know, when someone reads your phone number, you say it a certain way, then they say it with one you're number like, on it. Oh, no, wait a second. You're like, whoa, wait a second. Because that's not how I know. <laughs> 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 
You know what I'm saying? The numbers, you know what I mean? The sequence, you said it's mad. You know, I'm like, no, 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 no. But yeah, so that's where to find me. I'm glad he actually has one app now because before on Insta it was one thing. Yeah, on Twitter. I didn't even know Evil Rhythm. You know what those ones were? You have two apps. I don't actually know Evil Rhythm. I actually can't stand on air. Just anyway. Whoa. This is where the left Sunday, where can they where can they go to Sunday? Um, we've got our event on Old Kent Road, so at Luxford Bar, we do that every Sunday. It's a chilled event, so it's not a rave. It's kind of a games night. You just come around, chill out, you know, vibe to good people, have good food, good music, and yeah, we play all sorts of games. So come down for that. You know, it's a tenner. That's light. That's light. Yeah. Yeah. In this economy, that's not too bad. But yeah, lads, thank you for your time, listeners. Please, oh, please. Please like on SoundCloud, repost it on SoundCloud, follow me on SoundCloud so my podcast comes straight to you. Make sure you subscribe on <laughs> <Hi>, YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah, YouTube. <laughs> uh, yeah, also on iTunes, subscribe, subscribe. Um, give me a young review, preferably five stars. But if it's one star, you can drop it, I don't mind it. Just let me know that I'm, I'm a bum or something. You feel me, but preferably five stars, don't be a pagan. But yeah, I'm also on Twitter at Dissonomics, but the first I is a one, so D1 Synomics. I'm on Insta, Dissonomics, because please, I need to get my Insta to start banging. I'm going to start showing bare ankle like, hey Keith, remember when I went to the scuffy because you showed ankle? Yeah, because no one's getting on to me, but like I said, it's 2018 bare ankle on show. You yeah, know, yeah. Thank you, Uncle Tiny. I like his ankle starting to irritate me, though, man. Every picture bare ankle. Yeah, like, this oh, is. I think my ankles have been up for time, it's just now. Remember, to, uh, that's why I say. That's why I'm just, yeah, I'm subscribing to ankleism. Right. I want to start practicing ankleism on the Insta. Ankleism in the UK, I feel like Tiny brought that over next door, can't you? Oh, my ankles are hella dry, but I have to fight 25 layers of cream. I'm going to 
For me, my foot's big in it, so if I'm showing ankle, yeah, it looks like I'm just wearing jack ups. That's not like some VTEP MJ, you know. That's why for me, bro, my tailor comes in handy. Would I get stuff? Oh, my name's Keith, I got a tailor. My name's Keith, I got a tailor. Yes, I have coffee, yes, I cross my legs. Yes, my tailor's wavy, you know, wavy with the joints. Okay, do I can't lie, I'll have to speak to a tailor still. I'll get a few things tailored, we're looking at Christian. Wavy, one Italian guy, man. You're gonna have to go tailored. Oh, the Sachi makes my stuff. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.